Kaladin's not going to like this, Adolin said. Amram, as a high prince, the two of us spent weeks in jail because of the things that man did. I think Amram killed my brother. Adolin wheeled around to stare at her. What? Amram has a shard blade, Shalon said. I saw it previously in the hands of my brother, Helleran. He was older than I am, and left Yaakoved years ago. From what I can gather, he and Amram fought at some point, and Amram killed him, taking the blade. Shalon, that blade. You know where Amram got that, right? On the battlefield? From Kaladin. Edelin raised his hand to his head. The bridge boy insisted that he'd saved Amram's life by killing a shardbearer. Amram then killed Kaladin's squad and took the blade for himself. That's basically the entire reason the two hate each other. Shalon's throat grew tight. Oh, tuck it away. Don't think about it. Heroes of presents The Storm Pod, a Stormlight Archive podcast. Book 3, Oathbringer. This is just a quick spoiler warning for chapters 27 and 28 of Oathbringer. We are very close to the end of part one here. Man, there's a lot of chapters in part one, eh? I don't think I realized it until I started doing this in like a professional sense. So, wow. Um, if you haven't uh, uh, caught up or uh, in your reading or if you haven't picked or if you picked the wrong episode, make sure you go back and pick the right episode. We wouldn't want you to be behind or to get spoiled. Um, hopefully that uh, intro that we did didn't spoil you too much. Anyways, um, we... Uh, uh, really appreciate you listening, and we really want you to enjoy the episode. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Q. And, you know, paranoia isn't a helm that you can just take off and put on when you please, Jack. It's Jack! <laughs> How are you? <laughs> Pretty good, dude. Um, what a line from Amaram, right? Yeah. Morality is not a helm that you can just put on and take off as you please. Yeah, doff pretty like he comes out like looking a pretty little bit austere better. here yeah like he's he even even shallan oh there's a great line from shallan in this with regards to amaram and the way that amaram looks right his, ch- his chiseled jaw his mm-hmm. perfection mm-hmm. clearly he's not the only one who can do uh, impersonations or right or or put up a front yes. there's yes. some line that she says yeah. to that it's really good he wears a disguise um, as well or something like that yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly yeah 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 Ca- she calls him out oh my god i love it however despite all of all of that with her calling him out he i don't know like in this chapter, like thinking about him, experiencing him, he yeah. seems to come out on top here. A little bit. You know what he reminds me of is he reminds me of Sadius in the Way of Kings. When you're like, the, clearly this guy is the bad guy, but fuck, fuck me if he's making sense. Are you kidding me? Sadius is back. He's the new, he's literally going to become the new Sadius. 
This is it. Because he's becoming High Prince Amaram Sadius or whatever. Meredith Sadius. High Prince Hydra. <laughs> yeah. Adolin, Adolin thought, okay, you know what? I'm done yeah. with you. Yeah. I am cutting off. You're, you're out. Yeah. Sadius, I'm plucking you out. He even says had, something to Shalon, no, I think, right? No like, effect. He says like, damn it, I thought we were really done with this, but... <laughs> Yeah, oh, no. dude. There's so much subtext like, going on in this they book. They have to deal with this. They have to deal with this differently. Yeah. You can't just pluck out the high princes. It's not going to work. No, it doesn't work like this. Uh, you know, now that I said this out loud, I, I feel like maybe this is another theme in this book is the subtext, the stuff that's not being said that we are, mm. that we are supposed to read. You know, when Adolin says to Shallan, like, man, I thought after Sadius was, di- uh, had died, we wouldn't have to deal with them anymore. But like yeah. we, the subtext is after I killed him, you know what I mean? Like there's so right. much of this stuff layered through here. You know, Shallan's right. talking to Adolin about something, but she has to make sure that she meant, doesn't mention veil or, uh, or radiant. And or there's radiant. all this stuff going on. It's, it's well, they really know cool. that she's radiant pretty much. Even, even the other soldiers actually, when Shallan ends up stumbling upon them in the barracks. Yeah. And they're like scrambling to get their shirts on, not knowing whether to salute or well, like Radiant, what to do. Radiant looks like Shallan. She's just a radiant right. version of Shallan, right? So right. that's right. for sure. But like when she's Vale, she's a yeah. completely different person, right? So, yeah, or looks right. like a completely different person. Um, before we get into this chapter, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to talk about this little art piece in here first, but I did yeah, want to yeah. bring something up. Um, in the last, uh, a few episodes ago, we talked about how um, it was a, the a flashback uh, uh, scene with Dalinar trying to eat um, his food. And he was talking about hating candlelight, hating fire. Like, why would we, yes. why would we bother Dalinar. with candlelight when we have stormlight, which is when we superior. have all the stormlight right. to use. Right. And then at the, I just wanted to bring it up because in this, cha- in these, the, 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 another option chapter at the end here, mm-hmm. um, Dalinar and Teravangian are talking about how they miss the fire and don't like right. the stormlight. So the young Blackthorn version was like stormlight superior. The older, wiser Dalinar is like, I kind of miss the crackle of the fire. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to point that out that we kind of mm-hmm. talked about this a couple of, uh, a couple of episodes ago and this kind of theme about this fire changing or whatever has, has come back. So I just, I thought it was really, really neat. No, I, I really, I think, um, I think it's interesting that I look forward to how that onion is going to be peeled a bit more with mm-hmm. regards to what it means right? to go from stormlight to fire or stormlight to a candle. Right. I think that we're not done with that one. Mm, okay. So, uh, but you're right. It's really cool. I don't know why the, <laughs> the Blackthorn likes track lighting. Yeah. What can you do? He, he does. He loves it. He, he likes track lighting. He doesn't yeah. want, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. LED. Yeah. Um, okay. So chapter 27, the first one we're going to start with playing pretend. Did you want to uh, talk about this, uh, weird art? Oh, sorry. The drawing. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. do. So this is what happens kids when, uh, so Beaker from the Muppets when he does fentanyl. Yeah, this, this is, is what, what it looks get. like. Yeah. 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 Holy geez, right? It's like really <laughs> creepy, bro. It is really creepy. All the lines and then the jumbled up f- visage. There, it looks like there's, there's a mouth there. This is the thing that she saw, I think. Remember when she chased after it after the, the, the theater and it squeezed right. into that space? This is, I think, what it was. 
because it said it had a, like a, a it had features like a person eyes and a mouth, but it was like crammed into a space. Yeah. It's really fucking crazy. Does this have anything to do with... Well, actually, it has to. This has something to do with Oathbringer. With the sword? Yeah. Don't you think? I mean, I don't, I don't There's know. There's a reference in here asking about... Uh, Dalinar was asking about... What was it now? That the, the Spren... Uh, I, 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 you know what? I, that's, that's on me. I should have written that down, but I, I didn't. Well, I we'll just get to it when it we, when we cover I, that part of the chapter, when they find, uh, yeah, I, ha- I had a thought when I was reading it and I right. didn't write it down. Okay. Um, it, I thought it was something to do with this spren that was attached to Oathbringer. The fact that it's been, um, unbonded. Yeah, he asks if it can be brought back to life. If it can be brought back to life. Father so, says, I know of no way of doing that. So what I'm wondering is, is brought back to life, like, anyways, I, I thought maybe there was a, a, a connected spren to Oathbringer that is in like a weird state, if you right. will, mm-hmm. in between. And maybe this entity or creature that we're experiencing could be that. Right. So that, I, but I, I don't know. Well, let's look for any kind of evidence of that, that when sense. we get to the chapter. Because that, if, yeah, okay. as as we reread it, maybe it'll come up again, and then it'll refresh your memory of what you were thinking. So, hmm. okay. So playing pretend, we get um, well, we get Yasna, hmm. and then it's back to Dalinar in our next chapter. Yeah. So we get to Yasna. I will confess my heresy. Okay, that's Yasna. Yeah. I do not back down from the things that I've said, regardless of what the ardents demand. Yasna. Mm-hmm. He's been doing that, right? Sanderson's been writing these so that if, we're not fully sure who it is that's writing it. What if Oathbringer is a family sword or shard blade? What if... No, that wouldn't make sense. We know that, Preface, we know that a, a, a Dalinar got it from the person he killed yeah. in, in Rathalus, right? Yeah. So, and then I know, he, but then... But he, but he, he gave it to Sadius to free the, the, uh, the, the bridgeman. Right. Hmm. Well, I was just thinking, well, it was, it's kind of an, an, an interesting thought. I was thinking that perhaps there are multiple authors there could that be. contribute to the story. It, I mean, of that Oathbringer. makes sense. The, the, the preface definitely has had, um, made us, uh, see different potential authors. And I think that's on purpose. Okay. Okay, so this chapter begins with the sounds of arguing politicians drifting into Shallan's ears as she was sketching. Mm-hmm. She'd brought a pillow to sit on. Pattern was buzzing happily on the little pedestal, which, of course, I will bring up the IT crowd reference to the episode of Pedal Stool. Pedal Stool. But this is the <laughs> moment. Remember you said, oh, this is so cute. I love that these little stool, like these, there are these pedestals for Spren. It, it, it's, it's, it's cute, but it's also so honorable. Right. Like it's a place they're of honor given for this, them. Yeah. 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 I love it. Mm-hmm. It's like one of my most favorite things. I have a, um, I have a tiny pocket of honor on my uniform for work. It's just right here. <laughs> so if I had a sprint, it would just sit in my little pocket of honor. Just sit in the pocket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So she sat with her feet up, thighs supporting her drawing pad, stockinged toes 
curling over the rim of the bench in front of her. I thought that was particularly descriptive, mm-hmm. those stockinged toes of hers. Yeah. Um, not the most dignified of positions. Radiant would be mortified. Okay, at the front of the auditorium, Dalinar stood before the glowing map that Shalon and he somehow, combining their powers, could create. I really like this of the combinations of powers. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of old school Marvel when the superheroes used to develop uh, maneuvers together. Yeah. Team ups. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like um, it. it's like um, uh, Iron Man shooting his blast off of Cap's Fast shield, right? special. Yeah. 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 Um, I hope we see more of this like combination sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. That would be really, be really nice to get like a full fledged radiant experience, like like a full team, like a night's, yeah. But like, but working like really working together. Like right now, we're still in the getting the band together phase. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he'd invited Taren Vangian the high princes, their wives, and the head scribes. Elokar was here, and he'd come with Kalami, who was scribing for him lately. Oh, does that mean there's been a switch? Um, well, Kalami is, um, is the general, uh, Taleb's wife, remember? Mm-hmm. So she's not scribing for him anymore, because he died okay. in the battle at the tower, so. Right. Mm-hmm. Renarin stood beside his father in his Bridge Four uniform. Always love that. Yeah. Looking uncomfortable. Adolin lounged nearby, so, arms folded. He's looking What's uncomfortable. That? So basically, same as basically, usual. Basically, same as usual, yeah. <laughs> well, he, um, I, again, we've talked about this. There's something that he's carrying, and as we talked about as well, his his power, potentially having this these visions of the future, mm-hmm. seeing the future, maybe even experiencing the future. Mm-hmm. Like we, we, we don't really know, don't what, know what Renarin what is going through. Yeah. Right. He could be sitting through a meeting right now that he's already sat through because he's already seen it. Right. That, or he could be in a meeting and you think he's present, but he's but not he's there seeing at all. The next he's meeting that he's at, that he's at. He's yeah. totally somewhere yeah, else. We don't, we, we really have no clue how his power works. Which right. is really cool because, you know. It is cool. It's good it's for us not to It's a great mystery to, to look forward yeah. to, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, uncomfortable. Adolin is lounging nearby, arms folded, occasionally whispering a joke towards one of the men in Bridge 4. Radiant should be down there, engaging in this important discussion about the future of the world, but instead Shalon was drawing. Which I kind of like this, that Shalon is on the outskirts of this meeting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but she couldn't help but feel that something was watching her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's clear that this entity that she had found was watching her. She thought she was alone in that theater when presenting to Pattern. Mm-hmm. She wasn't. No. She finished her sketch and then tipped it towards Pattern, holding the sketchbook with her sleeved safe hand. He was inspecting her drawing. Hmm, he says. Yes, that is correct. It has to be some kind of spren, right? Now, this is referring, I think, to the drawing that we just yeah. were talking about. Right. The scratchy with the googly eyes mm-hmm. kind of thing, yep. this mismatched face. Mm-hmm. The or, thing that they she saw the other night at um, when she chased after it after the theater. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it has to be some kind of spren, right? I feel I should know, says Pattern. This is a thing from long ago. Long, long ago. Yeah. So something really old. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. Shalon shivered. Why is it here? I cannot say, says Pattern. It is not a thing of us. It is of him. An ancient spren of odium? <laughs> Delightful. Shalon flips the page over uh, to the top of her sketchbook and starts another drawing. The others spoke of their coalition. Thalena and Azir recurring as the most important countries to convince now that Eri had made it completely clear mm-hmm. they had joined the enemy. So a little tie here between what's going on with Shalon and what's going on with Kaladin. Kassil has said the same thing to him. That orange spren floating around is of him. Is of him, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, it's cool. So there are spren of him that are around. Yeah. So there's this googly-eyed one, and then there's the... I thought... I love, well, sorry, I, I I love that you've taken something become that's the really creepy to and turn it into googly eyes. It's You know what it is? It's Though you didn't it's, watch it with us, is it's the... the it's, it's No, not. it's everything everywhere all at once. It's googly oh, eyes. the googly eyes? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the rocks? Oh, my God. Yeah. I should probably not refer to it as googly eyes because I do believe that it should be even more creepy than potentially well i guess it is pretty creepy when when you think about it yeah it's pretty creepy dude like i wouldn't want to look at that in the, no. in the, in the dark like yeah um okay um so thalena and azir recurring at the most sorry recurring at the most important countries to convince now that eerie had made it completely clear that they had joined the enemy They'd made it completely clear that they'd joined the enemy. Yeah, so they've reached I, out I remember to the, e- e- Eerie again. Eerie. And Eerie mm-hmm. is now this said time. to them, we, we're joining up with the enemy over here. I'm not entirely convinced that that's in their last the meeting, actual... Their last talk in the span read, they said, you know, if we've always fought them every time and this is how it went... And that's never worked. And it's never worked, maybe we should just join them. And then I guess they decided to. Hmm. Hmm. Brightness Kalami, Dalinar says, the last report, it listed a large gathering at the, of the enemy at In Marat. Was it? Yes, Bright Lord, the scribe says. Southern Marat. You hypothesize it was the low population of the region that, inc- that induced the Voidbringers to gather there. The Iriali have taken the chance to strike eastward. As they've always wanted to, Dalinar says. They'll seize Rira and Babatharnum. Meanwhile, areas like Triax around the southern half of central Rashar continue to go dark. Mm-hmm. It's making me look map? at my map on the wall now mm-hmm. just to kind of get an idea of, of where they're headed. Mm-hmm. So they're using this as an excuse to take over the lands they've probably always wanted to take over. Always want to take over. Yeah. Hmm. Sounds like real world politics. <laughs> kind of does, doesn't yeah. it? How could cities go completely dark? These days, major cities, particularly ports, would have hundreds of span breeds in operation. That's a very good point. Mm-hmm. But we know that if Triax has gone dark, we know that Kolinar has gone dark too. 
It has. The capital of Alethkar. We don't know what's going on in there. So... Isn't, isn't Kaladin supposed to go to Carp... to, um... Kulinar? He doesn't even know he's supposed to go yet because King Elokar wants to send a strike team and he wants to be part of it to go to Kolinar. Right. But he hasn't he doesn't right. know yet. He has to he has to be told what's going on. He what, has to be reconnect. Yeah, yeah, he has to reconnect. Right. Um well, another reason why they could go completely dark is they've also joined with the enemy. That's true too. Or they've been completely obliterated or or obliterated. Yeah. yeah. Or all their span reads don't work. Like we don't know. Oh, technology doesn't work. But yeah. so anything's possible right now. We don't, we really don't know what's going on. Hmm. Those in Kolinar had started working as soon as the high storms returned, and then they'd been cut off one by one. Their last reports claimed that armies were gathering near the city, and then nothing. The enemies seemed to be able to locate Spanreed somehow. So that's cool. We do get a report, a small report about what's going on in Kolinar finally. Mm-hmm. They the once the storm started up again and people's uh, spheres were able to like get energy quickly. Some of the span reads started sending out information, but it sounds like they all started getting rounded up, and now no one's communicating again. So, hmm. why would the enemy be able to locate span reads? I don't know. So span reads are sent using a Fabriel. Right. Right. Which requires stormlight. Which requires stormlight. Yep. How are they? So, and then is a Fabriel and it requires stormlight because it has a gem, right? It has gems in it. Right. That require it to, like a gem to write and a gem to receive or whatever it is. Like you, you think you got to flip the thing and mm-hmm. yeah, we don't, we don't know how they're able to locate them, but whoever, whatever's going on over there, these span reads have been shut down. So transmissions are not getting through. Is that, is that it? Right. Transmissions were not getting through because no one had any active span reads. And then once they were able to activate their span reads, they started sending messages. And then it says here, the, la- the last reports claim the armies were getting, uh, gathering near the city, then nothing. The enemy seemed to be able to locate span reads somehow. Well, maybe they're not even locating them, but they're, they're taking them. Maybe. Like systematically just going out around and rounding them up and grabbing them. Well, just, well, if it's a transmission, mm-hmm. right? Because it's a transmission between two Fabrils. Right. You, you, using Stormlight. So mm-hmm. you're intercepting a signal, basically. Yeah, I think it's between like two paired ones or whatever. So like um, book A and book B are paired because you took a, right. a, a, a thing and you've split it. It's just like how they, they did the, the, the plateaus that lifted up. Remember Navani was talking, yep. you take yep. one and you split it and then you invert right. it so that this way it's like pulling against each other. So the Fabriel right. that's at the top and Fabriel that's the bottom are like contracting like, uh, um, like gravity wise, pushing gravity yeah, against, pushing each other. against each other yeah, to, right. to go up. But those two Fabrials are connected, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe it's the same thing. Maybe there's a Fabriel, someone created a Fabriel to find Fabrials. We don't know. At least they'd finally gotten word from Kaladin. Mm-hmm. A single glyph for time, implying they should be patient. Did Kaladin send a glyph? We don't, well, we, we don't know. This happened off page. We're only finding out about it through this here. 
Right. So it must have happened uh, since the last time we talked to Kaladin. He did say, the f- uh, I'm going to try to use the Fabriel soon. So he obviously was able to find time to write one glyph. Because he can't write, right? So he can't write, I'm here, I'm with these people. He can only write a yeah, glyph. that can write sense- time. Yeah, it's almost like it a, like a sense time. emotions. He can send out a feeling. Right. Assuming someone else hadn't gotten the span read and faked the glyph to put them off. That's true too. That could, that's possible. Mm-hmm. I like that in the, in the text, it included one of my wild theories that I would, I normally would have just said or extrapolated, but there it was. <laughs> it's like, I got you. I, I, I'm already going to cover yeah. all your stuff. Brandon's like, Jack, yeah. I got this one. Yeah. This one's for you. Kid. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. The enemy is, the enemy is making a play for the oath gates, Dalinar decided. Huh decided Mm -hmm. the enemy is making a play for the oath gates really maybe that's what you would do because you're you sure that's what they're doing Eleanor? i don't know all of their emotions all of their emotions save for the gathering in marat indicate this my instincts say that 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 army is planning to strike back at azir or even to cross and try to assault yakaved i trust dalinar's assessment high prince aladar adds if he believes this course to be likely, we should listen. Bah, says High Prince Ruthar. The oily man leaned against the wall, across from the others, barely paying attention. Who cares what you say, Aladar? It's amazing you can even see, considering the place you've gone and stuck your head these days. Hmm. Oh. So what I find interesting, interesting here is that Dalinar still is you know having such a hard time reaching anyone to to you know get with him basically Mm -hmm. anyone he's hoping to get world leaders to to agree with him and he can't even get people he's supposed to be in charge of to agree with him aladar is just insulting him like well aladar agrees with him he's aladar is his man fully now sorry sorry ruthar that's like sorry and he's in the room. Yeah. Because he's been invited, because Dalinar invited all the high princes, because he wants them right, on and, the same side. Right. But I, I just, what, 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 I, what I thought was interesting about that is that Ruthar was bold enough in front of the Blackthorn mm-hmm. to say that Aladar has his head so far up his... Up Dalinar's ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I thought that was very bold. And again, it kind of shows you don't have things together here. Dalinar. Right. Like, this is not stitched very well. I wouldn't want to put my head up Dalinar's ass, only because, you know, his nickname is the Buttthorn. Well. So. The Buttthorn? Yeah. (laughs) Get out of here. Sorry. Um, Aladar spun and thrust his hand to the side in the summoning posture. Well, yeah, and then there's infighting. Right. He's ready to fight him. Mm -hmm. Dalinar stopped him. As Ruthar must have known that he would. Shallan shook her head, letting herself instead be drawn farther into her sketching. A few creations sprang appeared at the top of her drawing pad, one a tiny shoe, the other a pencil, like the one she used. Mm-hmm. Her sketch was of High Prince Sadius, drawn without a specific memory. She'd never wanted to add him to her collection. She finished the quick sketch and then flipped to a sketch of Bright Lord Peril, the other man they'd found dead in the hallways of Urathiru. She'd tried to recreate his face without wounds. 
She flipped back and forth between the two. They do look similar, Shalon decided. Same mm-hmm. bulbous features, similar build. Her next two pages were pictures of the two horn eaters, and those two looked roughly similar as well. And the two murdered women? Why would the man who strangled his wife confess to that murder, but then swear he hadn't killed the second woman? One was already enough to get you executed. That spren is mimicking the violence, she thought. Killing or wounding in the same way as attacks from previous days. A kind of impersonation. I really love this, what she's done here. That she's drawn out all the victims and then mm-hmm. sees a correlation like, oh, they look similar. Mm-hmm. Like, this is really awesome investigation work. I just, fuck, I love Shalon so much. She's so awesome. <laughs> she's so great. Yeah. It's so great. Yeah. Like, I want to play a Lightweaver. Like, hopefully the RPG comes out. I In our group, I call Lightweaver. I don't care. Lightweaver. Anybody that, <laughs> who is going to play with us in the future, if you're listening to this, fuck off. I pick Lightweaver. Yeah. Lightweaver. Yeah. Pattern hummed softly, drawing her attention. Shalon looked up to see someone strolling in her direction, a middle-aged woman with short black hair. Mm-hmm. She wore a long skirt, buttoning a buttoned shirt with a vest, a Thalen merchant, Thalen merchant clothing. What is that you're sketching, Brightness? The woman asked in Veden. Hearing her own language so suddenly was strange to Shalon. People, she says, closing her pad. I enjoy figure drawing. You're the one who came with Teravangian, his surge binder. Malata, she says, though I am not his. I like that I came that to line. him. What, I am not his? I am not his. Yeah, I'm not his. Mm-hmm. Doesn't, he doesn't own me. Right. I came to him for convenience. As Spark suggested, we might look to Urothiru now that it has been rediscovered. Do you suppose we really filled this entire chamber? So openly saying her, the name of her spren is spark. Mm-hmm. I like this a lot. Ten orders, Shalon says, with hundreds of people in most. Yes, I, I would assume we could fill it. In fact, I doubt everyone belonging to the orders could fit in here. And now there are four of us, she said idly, eyeing Renarin, who stood stiff beside his father, sweating beneath the scrutiny of people occasionally glancing at him. Five, Shalon says, actually. There's a flying bridgeman out there somewhere, and those are only the ones of us gathered here. There are bound to be others like you, who are still looking for a way to reach us. If they want to, Malata says. Mm -hmm. Things don't have to be the way they were. Why should they? It didn't work out so well last time for the Radiance, did it? Maybe, Shalon says, but maybe this isn't the time to experiment either. The desolation has started again. We could do worse than rely upon the past to survive this. It's pretty wise. Yeah. But in both ways, I think. I think Malata, yeah, Malata has a have... point too. Like, let's not yeah. be so rigid and, you know, that things didn't work in the past. We should think about new ways of doing things. I like this mm-hmm. exchange here. Curious, the woman says, that we have only the word of a few stuffy Alethi about this entire desolation business. Say, eh, sister? I like that she says, a hey, sister. Mm-hmm. She's looking for a connection. Yeah. Um, well, Shalon whispers. Oh, sorry. Shalon blinked at the casual way it was said, along with a wink. Ooh. Hmm. 
Malata smiled and sauntered back toward the front of the room. Do you think Malata was hitting on Shalon here? I do now. (laughs) I do now. (laughs) Yeah. Because I lingered. So when I first read this, I I was just reading through it because I was enjoying the dialogue. But now that I've lingered a little bit on wink and sauntered. Mm. She sauntered. Hmm. I wonder how she moved. Maybe she looked back. Maybe she did. With a little... Looked back at uh, Shalon, and Shalon says, well, she's annoying. <laughs> uh, maybe not annoying. Maybe, uh, well, she's... Um, she's annoyingly hot. She's annoy- annoyingly hot. Yeah, mm-hmm. potentially. Mm, Pattern says, it will be worse when she starts destroying things. Mm-hmm. Little... I love this little bit so, here. So how? So Pattern must know Spark. Or Pattern doesn't necessarily know Spark, but Pattern well, known, knows about what Malata? these types of surge binders are. Because she says, destroying. Okay, why types of sur- surge binder? Yeah, because she's a dustbringer, right? Because it says here, yeah. it'd be worse be- when she starts destroying things. Destroying? Dustbringer, Pattern said. Her spren, mm. hmm. They like to break oh, yeah. what's around them. They want to know right. what's inside. Yeah. Hmm. They want to know what's inside. It could, could just be curiosity. Don't go breaking my Like heart. taking. Just because you want to <laughs> know what's inside. Um, could, it could be curiosity. Um, dissection. Like, uh, you, you know, like you want yeah. to, you want to take it apart. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it sounds ominous, but I don't, I think it's probably more innocent than what pattern's making it sound. Well, see, Dustbringer does sound ominous to me. Dust, Dustbringer sounds like um, disintegration. It <laughs> sounds you, like... What was the peanuts joke that you made before? That uh, Peanut. Oh, the... Du- <laughs> Big Pen. Big Pen was the Dustbringer? <laughs> yeah, he's the Dustbringer. He's the herald, Wh- the yeah, which, patron which herald of the... character? Yeah. The Peanuts character. Yeah, yeah, that has re- to be an episode. That's light. a bonus episode at some point. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Linus with the blanket? Yeah. That's got to be what's a light the, weaver. Cause... What's the blanket most like? Wendell? <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> who's, who's, who's more? Who's the most like 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 a blanket? Yeah. And uh, Lucy's always got the football. She does. She does. So who who's spren is the football? I don't know. That's a <laughs> that's a tricky one. <laughs> that's a tricky one. All right. Anyways, um, so Dustbringer. It sounds ominous to me. It sounds like destroyers. Yeah eliminators uh like these are you know mm-hmm. basically erasers like they um the, the, they said the too that they don't is, like the the name dustbringers right right because they resent that they're reduced to just that right that's but that but that's that's the truth of it isn't it mm-hmm. is that we often don't like to to face what we are right right shalon hmm right shalon um destroying well dustbringer pattern says her spren they like to break what is around them they want to know what is inside oh pleasant she says as she flips back through her drawings the thing in the crack the dead men this should be enough to present to dalinar and adlin which she planned to do today now that she had her sketches done mm-hmm. so she's writing that, a report bro she's actually writing a report yeah, on her investigation she's gonna present this yeah, yeah it's fucking cool man yeah it's it so is cool, cool. She says, I need to catch it. 
I want the market. Sorry, I watch the market. Eventually, someone will be hurt, and a few days later, this thing will try to copy that attack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Perhaps you could patrol the unexplored parts of the tower and look for it instead of waiting for it to attack. You know what? I like that about her. Mm-hmm. Be proactive. Don't wait for another, for another, you know, murder to occur. Right. Keep working. People, people Keep are to find it. dying and or getting hurt. Like, I mean, Rock didn't mm-hmm. get killed, but he still got hurt. Right. So. He could have been. Could have been. Well, someone would be, have to be murdering him first. If his heart That's was the weird his thing about all this. Like, uh, this is just, I have to say, this, this mystery of this copycat is really weird. It is really weird. I love it. It's weird. It's awesome. Yeah. It's bizarre. I can't under, I couldn't guess right now. No guesses as to why this is happening. Good. Good. Good? Yeah, <laughs> you're, it's great. It's great. Okay. The dark corridors, each tunnel like a drawing's impossible line. I don't, so that sentence is weird to me as well. Each tunnel like a drawing's impossible line. Mm-hmm. She's still thinking that it's un- misunderstood or I can't. She's still struggling with the fact that she can't draw it properly. Right. So it's almost like she can't draw it. She can't see it. She can't experience it. Mm-hmm. Like Urethira remains a mystery to her. For sure. Because she can't draw it. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. I don't understand that as well. Hang on. What, what can we speak about with regards to where her, her power or talent of drawing comes from? Um... I mean, her skill of drawing is just something innate that it's, it's in her, her ability to take memories of things. That's yeah. Wholly different. That has nothing to do with light weaving. That has to do with right. just having her having an eidetic memory. I think they don't say those words oh, in the book, but no, it, they she, don't, but she, I mean, she can take a picture of things. She even takes a picture of words. Remember in Amram's mm-hmm. office, she takes a picture of maps. She takes a right. picture of files that he saw that he had, right. and she was able to take pictures of that and then recreate them later. So it's like I she's got an identical memory. This. I love that you brought this up. This is great. Thanks. Yeah, this is really good. No, because it puts it, it, puts it in perspective for mm-hmm. me. Like in terms of thinking about what that power actually is. Right. It's not necessarily being infused with stormlight. It mm-hmm. doesn't appear to be a, a radiant power. We really don't know anything about all any other light bring, uh, light weavers. Maybe having an eidetic memory is something that light weavers have. Yeah. So that, that they can do this. But in the little blurbs, hmm. uh, in um, the epigraphs in Words of Radiance, when we learned mm-hmm. a little bit of light uh, weavers, there was an example yeah. in there that one of the light weavers was not artistic at all. So, right. Right. so like, I, I, it all depends on the person. And I really think that her ability to take memories or having an eidetic memory is wholly a Shalon thing and not yeah, a light yeah. weaver thing. Right, right. Oh, yeah. I even love it even more. Yeah. yeah. It That's makes great. her even better at the job, right? Being able to combine those two things. Mm-hmm. Which is why, you know, you know, worlds collide. It's, it's fate. It's, mm-hmm. you know, she happens to have this identical memory yeah. and certain circumstances growing up, yada, yada, mm-hmm. the wind blows. The room, <clears throat> the room had grown quiet. Shalon shook out of her reverie and looked up to see what was happening. Ayale Sadius had arrived at the meeting. Carrying, she was, she was carried in a palanquin. She was accompanied by a familiar figure, Meridus Amaram. 
a tall man, tan-eyed, with a square-faced, solid figure. He was a murderer, mm -hmm. a thief, and a traitor. He had been caught trying to steal a shard blade, proof that what Captain Kaladin said about him was true. Mm -hmm. Shallan gritted her teeth, but found her anger to be cool. Not gone, just cool. No, she would not forgive this man for killing Helleran. She didn't know why or how her brother had fallen to Amaram. She could almost hear Yasna whispering to her, Don't judge without more details. Mm -hmm. And that's my highlight. Yeah. Dude. Can we Dude, just have Yasna back my in this fucking I story wanna... already? Oh, like, let's Yasna, go. I want more Yasna. Like, are yes. we, like, I, I know, I'm, I'm doing the thing here where I pretend to not know what's going on. But are we going to, like, are we going to go through this whole book without her? Seriously, Sanderson. Come on. No. No, no. We're, we're not. Well. Are, are we not? God, I hope not. Well, we, I do know a spoiler with regards to the, those with the, with the miniatures. What do you right? mean? Right. Well, the miniatures that are being released. Right. Yasna's one of them. I don't know if, if Yasna was a well, character I mean, she, that was Yasna going... is still existing. I'm just meaning she, <clears throat> she might not be in this book. She could be in the oh, next book. Oh, that's true. That's She could that's be off true. doing something with wit right now that we have no idea about. That is true. Right? I didn't think about that. Yeah. That's a possibility. Yeah. May not, may not get her back in Let's this. just get her back soon, all right? Well, she's here for this little bit, and mm -hmm. I love it. She could almost hear Yasna whispering to her, don't judge without more details. Mm -hmm. That's, I love that. Below, Adolin had risen and stepped toward Amaram, right into the center of the illusory map. Gotta say, this is so brilliant, so descriptive. I can imagine this glowing map. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that it was created by Dalinar and Shallan. Mm -hmm. Love that. And uh, I don't know, it just, it just harkens back to many famous scenes in books and in, and in movies and TV shows where you've got the map of the world, they're having a discussion. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it reminds me of Star Wars. Right. They've got the map. Death Star Attack. Yeah, yeah. Death Star Attack. Yeah. Game of Thrones. They're laying it out. They're discussing options. I don't know. It's just, it's epic. I, I, I. Always love a good map uh, map scene. <laughs> I love a good map scene. I love a good map scene. There's that scene in <laughs> National Treasure Two <laughs> where they take out the little map. There's maps. There's all there's kinds maps of maps in that one. Yeah. There's there's um there's the map in uh, in uh, Dora the Explorer. <laughs> His name is Map. His name is I'm the map. I'm the map. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Love me a good map. Okay, so. This illusory map, he stared, this is Adolin, he stared murder at Amaram. Ooh. Are we going to get a little history repeating? Hmm. He stared murder at Amaram, uh, though Dalinar rested his hand on his son's shoulder, holding him back. Hold on here. Um, just a quick little uh, thing. Last time Shallan and Adolin went and saw ELA... She was sitting mm -hmm. like a throne receiving subjects. Yes. She mm -hmm. arrives to this thing in a palanquin being carried by her servants. Being carried. Right. Mm -hmm. And then in the next chapter, when Dalinar goes to re return right. the sword, she receives him and she's sitting on a throne again. This mm -hmm. chick really thinks she's fucking hot shit, doesn't she? She thinks she's the fucking uh, queen. It's not that she thinks it. It's that she is. She is the queen, right. She's already skipped. She has learned from Yasna. Right. Just be it. Yeah. Illusion is perception, she's, right? 
she already has mastered this skill. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I, in fact, I almost would like to know if in the past, Ile or Ile has had time spent with Yasna. Well, should they both love to use assassins to get stuff done? They do. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's my least, uh, there is uh, maybe a secret scenes Yasna, or something coming out that may like, it's, that's a good, there might be some history between Ile and Yasna. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Mm. I hadn't really thought about that till now, but I, families I were close, right? She might've been like aunt ELA to her. Yeah. aunt. right. Right. Okay. Stared murder at Amaranth. What do you think about this? Adolin? Yeah. No, dude. He's, he's volatile. This is, this Try- is, this is Brad Pitt. This is wrath in seven. Yeah. He's oh, volatile. Yeah. What's in the yeah. box for fuck's sake? What's in the, Shalon's head. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, what's in the box? What's in the box? Okay. Spoilers um, for a 25-year-old movie. Spoilers. It's a blonde. Um, brightness, Sadius Dalinar says, I am glad you have agreed to join the meeting. We could use your wisdom in our planning. This is great of Dalinar. Mm-hmm. Constantly, you know, trying to yep. rise above the situation, yep. giving her, you know, referring to her as brightness, giving her her dues. Um, we could use your wisdom. But the way that she responds here is, is kind of like Vader saying, you may dispense with the pleasantries. Right. It's a bit like that, I find. Um, she says, I'm not here for your plans, Dalinar. I'm here because it was a convenient place to find you all together. I've been in conference with my advisors back in out at our estates, and the consensus is that the heir, my nephew, is too young. This is no time for House Sadius to be without leadership, so I've made a decision. Oh, she's made a decision unilaterally. No consultation with the committee. Right. She skipped all that. Uh, Ile Dalinar, Dalinar says, let's talk about this, please. I have an idea that though untraditional might... Well, tradition is our ally. She interrupts him. Mm-hmm. I don't think you've ever understood that that as you should. High Marshal Amaram is our house's most decorated and well-regarded general... He is beloved of our soldiers and known the world over. I name him regent and heir to the house title. He is, for all intents, High Prince Sadius now. I would ask the king to ratify this. When I first read this, I was like... What's that? He's High King Sadius now. Or High Prince Sadius now. That was a little slip on your part. That was my my slip. That may not be Spoilers! High King, yeah. Um, yeah, but isn't that High crazy? High Prince Sadius. This is crazy. Yeah. Um, Shalon's breath caught. Elokar looked up from his seat. Is this legal? He asks. Yes, Navani says, <laughs> with her arms folded. Dalinar, Amaram says, stepping down several of the steps toward the rest of them at the bottom of the auditorium. His voice gave Shalon the chills. That refined diction, that perfect face, that crisp uniform. This man was what every soldier aspired to be. I'm not the only one who is good at playing pretend, she thought. There's that quote. <sighs> that's got to be the, the, the high. If it wasn't for the Yasna bit, that's such a highlight. That's a highlight, me. dude. It's also the chapter it's, title. It's, it's perfect. It's the chapter title. It's perfect. Yeah. That's the highlight. Yeah. That's the highlight. But I'm still going to go with my Yasna. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, it's brilliant. He, I'm not the only one who knows how to play pretend. Oh man, I love Shalon reducing him to this. <laughs> yes, it's so it's, great. It's like Shalon is like, it doesn't matter how you dress this up. Yeah. I don't care what position you put him in. He mm -hmm. is a compromised person and right. I am not going to let that go. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Playing pretend. I hope, Amram continues, that our recent friction, Dalinar, will not prevent us from working together for the needs of Alethkar. I have spoken to Brightness, ELA, and I think I have persuaded her that our differences are secondary to the greater good of Roshar. The greater good, Dalinar says. You think that you are the one to speak about what is good? Everything I've done is for the greater good, Dalinar. Everything. Please, I know you intend to pursue legal action against me. I will stand at trial, but let us postpone that until after Roshar has been saved. Jeez. See what I mean? Like, yeah. he comes out on top here. Yeah, he totally does. And even more so when they meet again in the next chapter. Oh, I know. I know. Um, Dalinar regarded Amram for an extended tense moment. Then he finally looked to his nephew and nodded in a curt gesture. Again, this is class act from Dalinar. Mm -hmm. Don't um, turn this into a because fight. Because don't, well, and also give Elokar his respect. Mm-hmm. So he, he didn't respond to, er, to Amram to this, right? Mm -hmm. He looks over towards his nephew, nods, and then I think it's Elokar who speaks next. The throne acknowledges your act of regency brightness. Elokar says to Ile, my mother will wish a formal writ sealed and witnessed. Already done, mm -hmm. Ile says. Prepared. Hmm. High Prince, Dalinar finally says. High Prince, Amram says back, tipping his head. Bastard, Adolin says. <laughs> yes! Highlight! Yeah, highlight it's for so you, great, bastard. It's so great, dude. It's so yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Like, what a it's tense so moment. Everyone's like, yeah. High Prince. And then, High Prince. High Prince. Bastard. <laughs> yeah. Bastard, Adolin says. I love says. Adolin Dalinar so much. winces visibly and then points toward the exit. Perhaps, son, you should take a moment to yourself. Yeah, sure. Adolin pulls out of his father's grip, stalking towards the exit. I love this. Me too. This is a this is this is teenage angst, uh, Adolin here. Yeah, this it? is uh, yeah. um um Alethkar nine zero two one zero over here. <laughs> yeah, reminds me of uh, Doctor Evil's son. He's gonna like. He's all like <laughs> indignant. I'm gonna get out of here. Yeah, I'm out of here. Scott, isn't that his name? Yes, yeah, Scott, Scott Evil. Scott Evil. Sh uh, Shalon thought only a moment, but then grabbed her shoes and drawing pad and hurried after him. She caught up to Adolin in the hallway. Hey, she says. He glanced at her and his expression softened. You want to talk? You seem angrier about him than you were before. No, Adolin muttered. I'm just annoyed. We're finally rid of Sadius, and now that takes his place. Mm -hmm. Hydra. Hydra. Mm -hmm. Cut off one head. It's it's growing. And really, you've cut off one head, and now you've really got two because yeah, Ila seemed to be um, Amram, Yeah, she seemed to be a bit more in the background, but mm -hmm. now not anymore. No, fuck that shit. She's come to the foreground with Amram. Yep, and she's she's seemingly someone she's a force 
onto herself to deal with, right? Like, oh yeah, yeah, she's great. Hundred percent. What a good bad guy. What a good Eli. Oh, you've sealed the deal by referring to her as bad guy. Because I mean, as far as I know, I mean, I mean, she's she's, not, she's a bad guy, and and so that we don't like her. That's that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. She's okay. a antagonist. When I was young, Adeline says, I used to look up to him, meaning uh, Amram. Mm -hmm. I started getting suspicious when I was older, but I guess part of me still wanted him to be like they said, a man above all the pettiness and the politics, a true soldier. It's funny, eh, that Kaladin thought the same thing about him, too. I was just going to say that, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And that's what Kaladin is kind of searching for. Yeah. To he's, find someone worthy. There's got to be someone. And it's, he's found it. It's Adolin, his best friend. Friends forever. Yeah, who rose That's above it Moash all. That's why Moash had to turn, by, was because you can't have two best friends. I know, but by, by killing Sadius, you know, I don't <laughs> Yeah, know. that's true. Yeah, you're right. He was that until he killed It gets Sadius. complicated. Right. That's it the is, thing. Yeah. It's all right. messy. You're totally right. It's so messy. Messy, 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 <laughs> all this. It's... <laughs> This, these characters, it's quoting some it's frosty finger over here. painting. Frosty, this, yeah, yeah. messy, messy, messy. <laughs> it is, though, it's finger painting. It is, it's all it really over the place. Yeah. It's hard to make sense of it. For sure. Okay. Let's get back here. What, um, okay. No, Aelin mutters, uh, a man, I used to look up to Amram, a man above the pettiness, the politics, a real true soldier is what Amram is thinking in his mind. But Shallan's response to hearing these words, a true soldier, she wasn't certain what she thought of the idea of a true soldier mm -hmm. being the type who didn't care about politics. Shouldn't the why of a, what a man was doing be important to him? Mm -hmm. Soldiers didn't seem to talk that way. There was some ideal she couldn't quite grasp, a kind of a cult obedience of caring only about the battlefield and the challenge it presented. Mm -hmm. So it kind of seems that she's not necessarily too keen or wild about the idea of a true soldier. Yeah. Seems like she prefers someone who makes up their own mind. Mm -hmm. She's not interested in a cult of obedience. No, she's not. No. They walked onto the lift, and Adolin fished out a free gemstone, a little diamond that was not surrounded by a sphere, and he placed it into a slot along the railing. Stormlight began to drain from the stone, and the balcony shook, and then slowly began to descend. Cool. Removing the gemstone would tell the lift to stop at the next floor. And holy cow highlight. It's so fucking cool. So amazing, yeah. visual, awesome, yeah. part of the world. I can see it in yeah, my me mind. Too. That I can imagine glow it. from I it too is lighting it up. Like, it's Absolutely. so cool. Absolutely. Yeah. It's delightful. It's wonderful. I love these little things, any of, the, of these little um, ways to communicate the technology, the mm -hmm. options. Huge highlight for me. They descended past the top tier and they were in what an area was, which was now being called the atrium, which I kind of connected to. Mm -hmm. um, Kaladin's not going to like this, Adolin says. Amaram as a high prince. The two of us spent weeks in jail because of the things that man did. I love... I just love two things here. I love that Adolin mm. is thinking about his friend and what his friend would think. Yeah. And he's also like, you know, we, he completely believes Kaladin about everything. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like he, we spent mm-hmm. two weeks in there because of the things that this, this bastard did. Like yeah. from the moment he told him what was what, Adolin believed him. And had, Adolin believed him. Yeah. It's just, it's so good. What a good friend. It is good. Yeah. Um, no, he's not going to like this. Her, uh, Shalon's response here is, I think Amram killed my brother. Yeah. What? Says Adolin. Amram has a shard blade. I saw it previously in the hands of my brother, Hellerin. He was older than I am and left Yakovet years ago. From what I can gather, he and Amram fought at some point and Amram killed him, taking the blade. Shalon, that blade? You know where Amram got that, right? On the battlefield? No, from Kaladin. Adolin raised his hand to his head. This was crazy when I first read this yeah. and I, and I, I remember reading it upstairs and I thought, oh my God, we should, like, this felt like a live read moment. Yeah. So like, holy shit. I was almost like looking up at the, like, as if there, I, I should be staring at my computer screen. At, like, <laughs> You're like you looking like, for me. You're like, yeah, where is like, he? What? <laughs> <laughs> this was huge. Um, Aelin continues, the bridge boy insisted that he'd saved Amram's life by killing a shard bear. Amram then killed Kaladin's squad and took the shards for himself. That's basically the entire reason the two hate each other. Oh. Says Shalon, her throat mm-hmm. getting tight. Mm-hmm. Tuck it away. Don't think about it. Shalon, Adolin says, stepping toward her. Why would your brother try to kill Amram? Did he maybe know the High Lord was corrupt? Storms, Kaladin didn't know any of that. Poor Bridge Boy. Everyone would have been better off if he'd just let Amaram die. Hmm. Would they have, though? If he let Amaram die, when? If he had let Amaram die on that battlefield, would everyone have been better off? They wouldn't have, I don't right? Know. They wouldn't have. No. Kaladin's squad would still be alive. Yeah. Right. But the Kolin army would have been destroyed on the tower. Because Kaladin wouldn't have been at the Shattered Plains to save them. He would be in... Right? Right. Because Kaladin wouldn't have been slave-branded. Yeah, he and... wouldn't have been there. Yeah, it's so complicated. <laughs> it is. Subtext, bro. Subtext. Subtext. Yeah, yeah. Tuck it away. Don't think about it. Don't confront it. Don't think about it. Shalon. So, so, so Adolin has put this together as well then. Like, well, he didn't know that, that the, the shard bear Kaladin killed was Halloran, her brother was until Halloran. just now. He, he didn't know. Right. And he says, poor bridge boy. Right. So he, so he pities him. Yeah. That he's done this. Right. Right. Everyone else would have been better off if he just let Amram die. Yeah, she says. Huh. But how did your brother know? Adolin said. I, the one thing that I find a little weird here mm-hmm. is that if, as, as a couple, mm-hmm. okay, because they are, they are a couple, if if Adolin had just found out that Kaladin Stormblast had just had actually is the one who killed your brother, yeah, like I 
should have more more sympathy for her. I would have thought that Aelin yeah. would have said, "I'm so sorry," you know, and then and then offer some kind of, I don't know. She is um, not really showing anything right now. So maybe he's not no. showing sympathy because it doesn't seem to be affecting her. She is literally burying it right now. So maybe she's her like, huh? Like is just like, okay, well, she doesn't seem bothered by it, by the, the by the change of whether it was Amaram or Kaladin. So I guess it doesn't. There's really, a couple little doesn't matter to me then either kind of thing, right? I don't know. That's it. It could be that. How? Uh, but how did your brother know? Adlin says, pacing across the balcony. Did he say anything? Well, we didn't talk much, Shalon says, numb. Mm -hmm. He left when I was young. I, I didn't know him well. And I wrote a note here saying, yeah, that's a good excuse. It's true. It, it's also the truth. She didn't really know him well. Well, so, okay. The way I was looking at that response, just a little bit differently. Okay. In, in terms of let, she was... I feel like she's kind of saying that because it's like, yeah, it's, it's okay. Like, um, because it, it, it hurts her to know right. that Kaladin has killed one of her brothers, right. but she, it, but she's almost trying to convince herself, well, that's okay. He, he was older and I didn't really know him that well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like pushing it away. Yeah. Like, it's okay. It's, you know, I, I, I'm not uh, bothered by it. I'm not bothered by it. Yeah. I, I didn't really know him. You yeah. Know? But I kind of feel like that's not for sure it's crushing really her feels. inside for sure yeah anything to get off this topic she says for this was something she could still tuck away in the back of her in the back of her brain she did not want to think about Kaladin and Helleran she did not want to think about memories mm -hmm. yep theme it was a long quiet ride to the bottom floors Adolin wanted to go visit his father's horse again, but she wasn't interested in standing around smelling horse dung. So Adolin either takes you to a murder investigation mm -hmm. uh, where there's a dead body on a date, right. or he'll take you to see some horse dung. Right. And she's like, no, thanks. <laughs> and she's, no, no thanks. Yeah. She got off the second level to try to make her way towards her rooms. Secrets. There are more, there are more important things in this world. Helleran had said to her father, more important even than you and your crimes. Marais mm -hmm. knew something about this. He was withholding the secrets from her like sweets to entice a child to obedience, but all he wanted her to do was investigate the oddities in Urthiru. That was a good thing, wasn't it? She'd have done it anyway. She should have stayed above. Her absence must have destroyed the illusion of the map. She felt bad about that. Was there a way that she could learn to leave her illusions behind her? That's a very good question. It is. It's a very good question. So because she's left the area with Adolin, now she's back or she's going towards her rooms, that illusion that, that cannot map's stay gone. up. Oh yeah, that map's, the map's gone. gone. But she's wondering, is there a way to be able to do that? Mm-hmm. She stopped in the hallway and dug out her sketchbook, flipping through pages, looking at the faces of the dead men. She came across a sketch that she didn't recall making. A series of twisted, maddening lines. She felt cold. When did I draw this? Mm -hmm. Pattern moved up her dress, stopping under her neck. He hummed an uncomfortable sound. I do not remember. 
She flipped to the next page. Here she'd drawn a rush of lines sweeping out from a central point, transforming to the heads of horses with the flesh ripping off their eyes wide, equine mouths screaming. That's one of the ones we gro- saw before, remember? Yeah, I know. Yeah, that other creepy one. It was grotesque and nauseating. Oh, Stormfather. Her fingers trembled as she turned to the next page. She scribbled it entirely black, using a circular motion spiraling toward the center point, a deep void, an endless corridor, something terrible and unknowable at the end. She snapped the sketchbook shut. What is happening to me? Pattern hummed in confusion. Do we run? Mm-hmm. I love that line. Like, do we run away from all this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do we run? And I thought when I flipped the page, I thought this could be Shallan. Like, I'm out. Fuck this. Yeah. Like leap. I really, I really did expect that. Mm -hmm. The news about her brother, Kaladin, it gets more confusing. I have to be The nature of the place that she's living in like this. Yeah. Everything's bearing down on her. Yeah. I really thought, wow. Mm-hmm. And actually, and then, and then I, th- okay, so there's actually two thoughts. When he says, when he says, um, do we run? I thought that, and then I thought, well, hang on. Maybe he sees something behind her. Oh, like, do like we some- run? And then right. I, when I flipped the page, I thought, are we going to see something that he sees that mm-hmm. Shalon's going to be like, yeah, we run. Like, yeah. was it, I, I thought it was, you know, it was some kind of like big event or mm-hmm. Anyways, turning the page, she says, where? Away, out of this place. Mm. No, she says. She trembled, part of her terrified, but she couldn't abandon those secrets. She had to have them. She had to hold them, make them hers. Mm -hmm. I thought that was interesting. Taking a path away from her room, she strode into the barracks where Sabariel housed the soldiers. It... Urthiru had been a military base. That much was evident. It could house tens of thousands of soldiers. In the common room, men lounged with coats off, playing with cards or knives. Her passing caused a stir as the men gaped and then leapt to their feet, debating whether to button up their coats or salute. Mm-hmm. Whispers of radiant chased her as she walked into a corridor lined with rooms. I love that too. Mm-hmm. Um, were whispers of radiant chased her? She's being chased by being a radiant, like pressure. Yeah. Like it's like she's running from becoming. Yeah. That responsibility that, yeah. Yeah. Kind of, kind of like what Lyft, uh, kind of a little I really bit, want yeah. Shalon and Lyft to talk <laughs> or no, sorry, like just uh, to have hangouts uh, or whatever. Well, because Lyft kind of wants to shirk as well. Yeah. Like she's all about the lols too. If Lyft were here with Shalon, and if Shalon was expressing any of this to her, Lyft would say, let's get out of here. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's take a break. Yeah. Um, she counted off the doorways marked by archaic Alephi numbers etched into the stone and then entered a specific one. She burst in on Vatha, playing cards, and poor Gaz was on the chamber pot. <laughs> Corner. <laughs> That's funny. Um, she pulled close the cloth in the doorway, and then she, I love her next thought here with regards to Gaz being on the toilet is, guess I should have anticipated that one. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. It's so, so it's, funny that Gaz is taking a shit. Like, just it's, so funny. Just poor Gaz. Yeah. <laughs> um, there were only 12 of the men now. Some had made their way to other jobs 
and a few others had died in the Battle of Narak. She'd, she'd kind of been hoping that they would all drift away, but she now realized that Aelin was right. That was a terrible attitude. These men were a resource, and all things considered, they'd been remarkably loyal. I've been an awful employer, she says to them. Now, don't know about that, Brightness, Red says. She still didn't know how the tall-bearded man had gotten his nickname. The pay has come on time, and you've, and you haven't gotten too many of us killed. Oi got killed, Shob says, from his bunk, where he saluted, still lying down. Shut up, Shob, Vama says, you're not dead. <laughs> oh, I'm dying, this time, Sarge, oh, I'm sure of it. Then at least you'll be quiet, Vatha says. Brightness, I agree with Red. You've done right by us. Yes, well, the free ride is over. I have work for you. I love this. I love that she's finally getting them involved. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid it might be dangerous, Shallan says. And then she smiled. And it will probably involve you getting a little drunk. So what do you think of that? What do you think that she's going to do with that? I didn't think on it, to be honest. Um, let's It'll think involve it you getting a little drunk. I mean... Where do you get drunk? At the taverns. Yes. Right? And wh- where, where are, you are the taverns? They're in the market. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. She has a little, little group of people who can be her eyes and ears. Mm-hmm. It's really cool, man. I'm really happy that she's using them again. This gets back to that moment when Adolin's like, you know, you should give them something to do. Like a good leader gives them something to do. Yeah. Kind of thing. A good leader gives them something to do. Yeah. Dude, we've covered the highlights. Oh my gosh. I actually have another alternative highlight. I I kind of like how anticlimactic it was for Shallan to find out about Kaladin and Helleran. You would have thought it was this big moment. And because she stuffed it down and... Mm-hmm. and didn't make it a big deal. It ended up not being a big deal on the page, and Sanderson does, does a really good job of that. It makes you feel like, oh, well, we've been waiting for this Dude. for, like, three books now, and now it's nothing. It's a nothing burger? Like, no, no. Sanderson brilliantly... Well, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say no. I don't mean to shut you down that it's a no, but I'll offer this. Sanderson accomplished both. Right. He gave you that... <gasps> Oh my gosh, she knows. So right. you feel all that exhilaration, but then also with her tucking it away, mm-hmm. it then it then quickly becomes something else to save for later. It's another opportunity for Shalon's character to be reinforced. Like it really, you know, we know her. This, of course, this is her reaction. And the, the mm. other thing too, I'll say is that we haven't had the full reveal yet because Kaladin knows right. and Shalon knows, but neither of them know that each other know. Right. Kaladin knows because Shallan told him that Amaram killed her brother on the right. battlefield and took his sword. So Kaladin knows, oh wait, I did that, but he didn't say anything. And now Shallan knows and yeah. they haven't said it to each other yet. So there's, there's still the messy... like a third part of this reveal that hasn't happened yet. So it's like a three part reveal. This is what we talk about with Sanderson, right? Yeah, the three part, yeah. the, uh, the, the Kaladin thing, I, I, I kind of forgot about that, that he didn't admit to her. Right. Once he knew. Yeah, he's known for he, a bit, And right? again, he's, he's playing that role. It's a little bit fatherly or something like that, where you're trying to protect, to protect someone. Yeah, yeah. You're trying to, you're trying well, to I mean, protect others. That's what he does. He tries to protect people, right? So That's what he does. Yeah. You know what? I think ultimately it, it, it's pretty cool of him not to say anything because 
he's hoping to spare her Mm -hmm. and he will take on that bridge yeah he'll hold he'll hold the pain inside for her right yeah 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 Okay, chapter 28, another option. Mm-hmm. Is there always another option? There is. There always <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. There's always another option. Yeah. Like when your doctor's like, <laughs> sorry, but you've only got 30 seconds to live, and you're like, oh, shit, I want another option, but there's no none of time to get one? <laughs> this, so, well, what do you think? Oh, man, this chapter's crazy. Yeah. It's, um, it's a little bit all over the place, right? Like it kind of is. Mm-hmm. Dalinar is like kind of like hanging out alone, and then Bridge Four come and get him. And they're like, "We found this." He brings it over to Amaram, and then he hangs out with Teravangian, and then that's when he has that. And at the end, he has that really cool conversation with the Stormfather, when he realizes, yeah. "Wait a minute, I can do something with my visions." Like that's really fucking cool, bro. And the Stormfather can replay them. Mm-hmm. He wasn't able to do that before, right? He's only able mm. to do that now that he's the bondsmith. Right. I I believe so anyways. That's what I think is he wouldn't have been able to do that in Way of Kings. Right. Yeah. Okay, so this chapter begins, finally I will confess my humanity. I have been named a monster and do not deny those claims. Mm-hmm. I am the monster that I fear we all can become. It's like you said before, like earlier in the episode so, here, that the last one sounded like Yasna, but this one sounds like Dalinar. Right. Yeah. And that's when I was like starting to get this idea that, well, there's could be multiple authors here maybe, contributing yeah. to Oathbringer. We've also talked about the idea that maybe the story is about, like, let's say if it is about Oathbringer, it's about mm-hmm. what the sword, like, you know, the changing of the hands from the sword, you know, from the Sunmaker, Dalinar, the person in Rathalas, Sadius. It could be about the sword itself. And maybe Yasna is helping to write that story. And maybe Dalinar is part of, because he owned the sword for a time. So it could literally just be a history of the blade itself. Right. Right. And since Dalinar is not a writer and Shala- and Yasna is a writer and it sounds like Yasna a lot of the time, it could be, it could be both. I wonder if it's like the sword expressing how it feels about what it's done. Hmm. Cause you, you've said before that you think the preface could be the actual spren that was the sword or the sword itself. And then now that we're yeah. learning a little bit more about how these shards are actual, are they, these ones in particular are, they used to be entities, like alive beings. Mm-hmm. This one, Oathbringer, is supposed to be a dead one though. Well, we'll, we'll get right. to that a little bit because uh, the, the Stormfather talks about that. Okay, so it begins with Tishav. The decision has been made, Tishav read, to seal off this Oathgate until we can destroy it. We realize this is not the path you wished for us to take, Dalinar Colon. Know that the Prime of Azir considers you fondly and looks forward to the mutual benefit of trade agreements and new treaties between our nations. Mm -hmm. A magical portal into the very center of our city, however, presents too severe a danger. We will entertain no further pleas to open it and suggest that you accept our sovereign will. Good day, Dalinar Colon. May Yazir bless and guide you. Do you do you blame them for thinking like this? No. No. Of course it's dangerous. Open up a secret portal 
inside the heart right. of your city and mm-hmm. let a proven warmonger and his army come through. Right. It sounds mad. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's mad. It is mad. Long, that was a long pause there. It's that a was long a, pause. Well, because it's just, it's got me thinking. Dalinar's yeah. approach here is very odd. Mm-hmm. Talk about things that are odd. Yeah. It's an odd way to try to unite people. Like, it's not a great way to get trust. Is just to sort of uh, present the absurdity of the situation, which right. is the, the, this new storm. Mm-hmm. And then claim that, you know, we, that the knights are, the knights radiant are being refounded. Right. But you have nothing to offer. You don't have them really together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not, I and mean, there's as, only like five of them now with uh, Malata there. Yeah. So it's not really. So it's, it's not organized. No. It's not, it's nothing to offer. And then no. you're saying, let's, let's get this ancient technology back up and running whereby we can travel from one city to the other. I mean, it sounds good if things are really bad as, as a great way to escape. So let's say if, if, if you're, if you're being attacked mm-hmm. and you're suffering maybe more than others, it's a great way to get from one place to another, right? Yeah. So from that perspective, I think it makes sense. Travel wise. It sounds amazing. If, you know what perhaps the real like their effort should be concentrated on how to present to uh um methods on how to keep the oath gates secure Mm -hmm. how can we have them use them get them up and running but make sure that there's a security that both sides are comfortable with, like some kind of like passcode or something well, just, yeah, like access can't be granted by one side. Right. It has to be coordinated. Well, that's the, that's the, that's the thing about trust, right? It can't be just one-sided. And Dalinar seems in these moments to forget who he is. Almost like he forgets his past yeah. and what everyone should know about him. You know? Well, I think we get to know about him in the next sentence. Okay. Well, there you go. Look at that. Look at, look at that setup. This next sentence, Dalinar punched his fist into his palm. Mm-hmm. He does. That's what he did after the news comes. Right. Right. I don't know. It's very telling to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is who he is. He didn't take the news and, and accept it. He didn't ac- accept their sovereign, how was it put? Their sovereign rule? Mm-hmm. Sovereign will. Sovereign will. He, um, I guess he doesn't like their sovereign will. This isn't like the, this isn't the first time though, right? Like we have to remember that this is probably like the fifth time they've talked to representatives from Azir. Right. And they're right. saying like, we have, we've talked, talked about it and we've thought about it and we've, you, we've yeah. all talked about it and we've decided no. Yeah. 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 So. I get it. Tishav, uh, and her ward occupied the writing podium and seat beside it while Navani had been pacing opposite Dalinar. King Teravangian sat in a chair by the wall, hunched forward with hands clasped, listening with a concerted expression. Mm-hmm. That was it then. Azir was out. Navani touched uh, Dalinar's arm here and says, I'm sorry. 
Is there a part still, of you that that kind of hoped? Sorry, that, no, I was just gonna say, was there a part of you that kind of hoped that the representatives from Azir would be like, you know, um, a, a magical portal into the very center of our city? However, yes, okay, yes. Hold on, okay. Uh, sorry, um, Hi Prince Dalinar. There's a little girl here that just wants to say hi. <laughs> Oh, and it, and it would be... It would have uh, been Lyft? It wouldn't have been? Yeah. That would have been awesome. Lyft wants to say, hey, do you have good pancakes in Urithiru? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome. Right, right? Yeah, yeah I would it's have loved that. too bad that there wasn't a little something like that in there. Do we get any more Lyft? Like, do you know that Lyft's back in this do, somehow? Do you know what's going on in the next parts of the books? Yeah, no? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, continue. I just thought I'd throw okay. that in there. No, that's funny. I and I wish it was in there. That's great. Yeah. Um, Navani touches Delinar's arm and says, "I'm sorry." There's still Thalena, Delinar says, "To shove, see if Queen Fen will speak with me today." Yes, bright lord. He had Yakovet and Carbrands from Teravangian and knew Natanen was responding positively. With Thelena, Dalinar could at least forge a united, sorry, a unified Vorin coalition of all the eastern states. Mm-hmm. That model might eventually persuade the nations of the West to join with them, if anyone remained by then. Right. He's hanging on by a thread mm-hmm. once again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's worried. Thelena here. and potentially uh, Carbranth. He had Yakovet and Carbranth from right. Teravangian. All oh, right, so Car- right. so Teravangian brings two. Interesting. Right. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty key player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He really is, dude. He's awesome. He bring. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. The Vorin Coalition. Well, we'll see. Dalinar was pacing again as Tishav contacted Thelena. He preferred little rooms like this one. The large chambers were a reminder of how enormous this place was. In a room, in a small room like like this, you could pretend that you were in a cozy bunker somewhere. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, nice and cozy in a bunker. Yeah, yeah. He's probably used to that, right? Because of right. war and wars and stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, probably lo- probably enjoys it. Yeah. Um, of course, even in a small chamber, there were reminders that Urethiru wasn't normal. The strata on the walls, like the folds of a fan, or the holes that commonly showed up at the tops of the rooms, were. Right where the walls met the ceiling, the one in this room couldn't help but remind him of Shallan's report. Was something in there watching them? Could a spren really be murdering people in the tower? So legit, so like, Shallan did report. Yeah, I yeah, love these really... little things that Sanderson does. Mm-hmm. In the last chapter, he said Sh- Shallan said, "I'm finally going to get to compile a report for Dalinar." And mm-hmm. then now time is uh, like literally only one chapter has passed. Dalinar's already read that report and is now yep. using that report in his thought process when looking around Urethiru. I love this. It's so, such a simple, it's two sentences, one in each yeah. chapter, but it makes things yeah. feel so real, so yeah. connected. It's awesome. Absolutely. It's great. Um, it also like, that's what we want to see is more coordination between these characters. Yes. Too. In fact, I, I I want I wish that we could have read about it, right? About, about like the, the meeting where she the presents the yeah. yeah, where she presents the information. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's any pushback from anybody, the beautiful if, beautiful you know. thing about the series now, and especially now that we're in the third book, is that you can probably take a couple of seconds and think about it, and you probably know exactly how that report went. 
Mm. Do you know what I mean? A nervous Shalon, mm. make cracking wise as she's doing the report. Dalinar right. is probably like harumphing, like uh, trying to get her back <laughs> on track. Adolin's probably on the side laughing and like, you know what I mean? Uh, I just, I don't know. You could feel it. You already know how yeah. that report went without even reading it. <laughs> It was nearly enough to make him pull out of the place. Mm-hmm. But where would they go? Abandon the Oath Gates? For now, he'd quadrupled patrols and sent Navani's researchers searching for a possible explanation, at least until he could come up with a solution. Mm-hmm. As Tashav wrote to Queen Fen, Dalinar stepped up to the wall, suddenly bothered by that hole. It was right by the ceiling and too high for him to reach, even if he stood on a chair. Instead, he breathed in stormlight. The bridgeman had described using stones to climb walls, so Dalinar picked up a wooden chair and painted its back with shining light mm-hmm. using the palm of his left hand. When he pressed the back of the chair against the wall, it stuck. Dalinar grunted tentatively, climbing up onto the seat of the chair, which hung in the air at about table height. Dalinar? Navani asks. Well, might as well make use of the time, he said, carefully balancing on the chair. He jumped, grabbing the edge of the hole by the ceiling and pulled himself up to look down it. It was three feet wide and about one foot tall. It seemed endless and he could feel a faint breeze coming out of it. Was that scraping, he heard? A moment later, a mink slunk into the main tunnel from a shadowed crossroad, carrying a dead rat in its mouth. The tubular little animal twitched its snout toward him, then carried its prize away. Hmm. So now we have another animal, like another reference to normal things. Yeah, there's a couple of normal things living in this building. horse. What's not normal is Dalinar just used adhesion. He did. So that's one of his surges is being able to the bondsmith. He's able to bind an item to another item and make it stick. Dude, I love it. And doesn't he share this with Kaladin? Yeah. That's the one they share. Because Kaladin could also do adhesion, right? That's right. (laughs) It's so cool. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty great. Yeah. Um, air is circulating through those, Navani says. As he hopped down off the chair, the method baffles us. She continues, perhaps some Fabriel that we have yet to discover. Mm-hmm. Hmm. More mysteries. Dalinar looked back up at the hole. Miles upon miles of even smaller tunnels threaded through the walls and ceilings of an already daunting system and hiding in them somewhere the thing that Shalon had drawn. She's replied, Bright Lord, Tishav said. Excellent, Dalinar says. Your Majesty, our time is growing short. I'd like to... She's still writing, Tishav says. Pardon, Bright Lord. She says, just read it, Tishav. Dalinar says, I'm used to Fen by now. Mm-hmm. So he reads, Damnation, man, are you ever going to leave me alone? I haven't slept a full night in weeks. The Everstorm has hit us twice now. We're barely keeping this city from falling apart. I understand, Your Majesty, Dalinar said, and am eager to send you the aid I promised. Please let us make a pact. You've dodged my requests long enough. A little mm-hmm. forceful there, eh? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Nearby, the chair finally dropped from the wall and clattered to the floor. He prepared himself for another round of verbal sparring of half-promises and veiled meanings. 
Fenn had been growing in increasingly formal during their exchanges. Mm -hmm. Which we realize from her that that's a right. bad thing. Remember Nivana to told, told us. She shows you disrespect that way, right? Or she, she's not interested right. in dealing with you earnestly if she's being professional. If she's talking to you like a regular person, then you've got her attention. But when she becomes formal, it's just like these and thous and that's it. Mm -hmm. The span read wrote, then halted most immediately. Tashav looked at him, grave. No, she read. Your Majesty, Dalinar said, this is not a time to forge on alone. Please, I beg you, listen to me. You have to know by now, came the reply, that this coalition is never going to happen. Colin, I'm baffled, honestly. You're... Garnet-lit tongue and pleasant words make it seem like you really assume this will work. Surely you see. A queen would have to be either stupid or desperate to let an Alethi army into the very center of her city. I've been the former at times, and I might be approaching the latter, but storms, Colin. No, I'm not going to be the one who finally lets Thelena fall to you people. And on the off chance that you're sincere then I'm sorry. I love that. I l absolutely love that. I'm not going to be the queen that's going right. to finally let our, our country fall to you, which means there's a history of Alethkar trying to take Thelena and it not working, right? Right. I'm not going to be the one that's going to let it fall. And in case you are sincere, I'm sorry. Like... There's a, there, she admits that she, she is doing the wrong thing if he's sincere, but she can't trust him at all. This is, nope. this is the Alethi reputation right here. Mm -hmm. Maybe if they hadn't tried to conquer them so many times, they, they, they'd have better standing. Right. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I, uh, I was kind of hoping, hoping for hope with mm -hmm. Dalinar with this, mm -hmm. that there would be something like someone who is showing support and. Just a just showing cooperation, right? But I think there's just been too much sordid history. There is. He's got. He's not only has his own reputation. He's got his people's reputation that is haunting right. him here, right? Right. That's a, that's a very good point. Um. Then I'm sorry. Um. It had an air of finality to it. Yeah, it certainly does. Mm -hmm. Dalinar walked over to, sh to, to Shav, looking at the inscrutable squ uh, squiggles on the page that somehow made up the woman's script. Can you think of anything? He asked Navani, as he sighed and settled down into a chair next to Tishav. No, Fen is stubborn, Dalinar. Dalinar glanced at Teravangian, and even he had assumed Dalinar's purpose was conquest, and who wouldn't, considering his history? Mm -hmm. Maybe it would be different if I could speak to them in person, he thought, but without the oath gates, that was virtually impossible. Right. Thank her for her time, Dalinar said, and tell her my offer remains on the table. Tishav started writing, and Ivani looked to him, noting what the scribe hadn't, the tension in his voice. I'm fine, he lied. I just need time to think. Hmm. He strode from the room before she could object, and his guards outside fell into step behind him. He wanted some fresh air and open sky, always seemed so inviting. His feet didn't take time, didn't take him in that direction, however. He instead found himself roaming through the hallways. What now? 
I love that he wants the open sky because that's where mm-hmm. his spren is, right? Is the Stormfather. I just, I like this connection, right? The, these connections between these, these surge binders and these spren are just really cool. And it comes out mm-hmm. in the, in the, the way they act, the way they think. And, you know, it's just awesome. Same as always, people ignored him unless he had a sword in his hand. Ooh, interesting. Really good line, right? Yeah. You want to be invisible? Well, just don't use your sword, Donner. Right. It's a great way to do it. Yeah. Interesting. I like that a lot, actually. Storms, it was like they wanted him to come in swinging. Oh. Like him not swinging is so foreign to everyone. That's like they, they can't understand him. Yeah. I kind of don't like his interpretation of things there though. It was like they wanted him to come in swinging. Why? Because they're ignoring your request in this regard. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that Dalinar. Yeah. Doesn't mean that they, they want to see the Blackthorn and that's the only form in which it's interesting how I just said form. Form. Yeah. It's great. It's great. It's great form. how the language permeates our own vocabulary now. Oh. Right. God, I didn't, I hadn't thought about that. Blackthorn is just a form. Right. For sure it is. Just like the surgeon, just like, um, yeah, the, yeah. the, the, the wretch. forms. Yeah. There's oh a little bit, there's all that stuff, Amazing. right? Amazing. Just like radiant. That's really cool. I hadn't really, I don't know if I had thought about that enough, but I certainly am enjoying thinking about it now. Um, he stalked the halls for a good hour, getting nowhere. Eventually Lynn, the messenger found him panting. She said that bridge Ford needed him but hadn't explained why. Dalinar followed her. Shallan's sketch a heavy weight in his mind. Had they found another murder victim? Indeed, Lynn led him to the section where Sadius had been killed. His sense of foreboding increased, and mm-hmm. Lynn led him to a balcony where the bridgeman, Leighton, and Pete met him. Who was it? He asked as he met them. Thinking that someone else had been killed, right? Yeah. Who, Leighton frowned. Oh, it's not that, sir. It's something else. This way. Leighton led him down some steps onto the wide field outside the first level of the tower where three more bridgemen waited near some rows of stone planters, probably for growing tubers. We noticed this by accident, Leighton said, as they walked among the planters. The hefty bridgeman had a jovial way about him and talked to Dalinar, a high prince, as easily as he'd talked to friends in a tavern. We've been running patrols on your orders, watching for anything strange, and, well, Pete noticed something strange. He pointed up at the wall. See that line? I just want to pause here and say, isn't it cool that he feels comfortable enough to talk to Dalinar as if he's at the pub? Yeah. That's cool. It's, what a distance these men have traveled. Right? Right. Like going from carrying a bridge, being a, being a slave. The lowest of the low. Right. To having a conversation with a high prince. To being. As if you're. Yeah. Like, to, to being honored with the, with the task of going through and scouting a lost city by a high mm-hmm. king. It's really freaking cool, mm-hmm. man. It's really it's awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Dalinar squinted, picking out a gouge cut into the rock wall. What could score like that? It almost looked like, ooh, ellipsis. Mm-hmm. He looked down at the planter boxes nearest them, and there, hidden between two of them, was a hilt protruding from the stone. A shard blade. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. Yeah, it's great. It was easy to miss, 
It was easy to miss as the blade had sunk all the way down into the rock. Dalinar knelt beside it, then took a handkerchief from his pocket and used it to grab the hilt. Even though he didn't touch the blade directly, he heard a very distant whine, like a scream at the, in the back of someone's throat. He steeled himself, then yanked the blade out and set it across the empty planter. The silvery blade curved at the end almost like a fish hook. The weapon was even wider than most shard blades, and near the hilt it rippled in wave-like patterns. He knew this sword, knew it intimately. He'd carried it for decades, since winning it at the rift all those years ago. Oathbringer. I like how he goes to grab it, and he has a, he's holding it with a, a handkerchief, right? Mm-hmm. And it said, he heard a distant whine, like a mm-hmm. scream in the back of someone's throat. Mm-hmm. So he didn't, he wasn't even touching it directly. No. He didn't hear the scream as strongly as, as we've heard, had other people hear it before, but it's mm-hmm. still there. It's still present. And I love later yeah. on, we find out why. It's so cool. It's so awesome. <laughs> when he was, uh, <laughs> when, when he was using the handkerchief, like not to not touch to, it directly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I was, my first instinct was, well, of course, because you want to check for, for prints. Right. <laughs> right. It's a CSI episode. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Bag it and tag it, boys. <laughs> he glanced upward. The killer must have dropped it out that window. It clipped the stone on its way down, then landed here. That's what we figured, Bright Lord, Pete said. Dalinar looked down at the sword. His sword. No, not mine at all. Mm-hmm. I like that, too. Yeah. It's not his, his instinct was it's his, but mm-hmm. then it, there was a reminder. Wait, no. It's not my mm. sword and I'm not that man. Yeah. Even if leaders in other nations think I'm that man, it's not my sword. I'm not that guy. Right. He sees the sword bracing himself for the screams, the cries of dead spren. They weren't the shrill, painful shrieks he'd heard when touching other blades, but more of a whimper, Mm -hmm. the sound of a man backed into a corner, thoroughly beaten and facing something terrible, but too tired to keep screaming. Mm -hmm. (laughs) In a way, it it almost... Sorry to say this, but it's almost like it's describing him. Yeah. You know, he's he's pretty defeated right now. Mm -hmm. He's backed into a corner. He doesn't know what else to do he's he's trying mm-hmm. dalinar steeled himself and carried the blade a familiar weight with the flat side against his shoulder he walked toward a different entrance back into this into the tower city followed by his guards and the scout and five bridgemen you promised to carry no dead blade the Stormfather thundered in his head calm yourself dalinar whispered i'm not going to bond it Stormfather rumbled low and dangerous This one doesn't scream as loudly as others. But why? It remembers your oath, the Stormfather sent. It remembers the day you won it, and better the day you gave it up. It hates you, but less than it hates others. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. You said this went to Sadius, right? Yeah, well, he gave it up. The day you gave it up. He gave it up to free a whole bunch of men and he's almost saying the sword remembers that. Right. And so it hates but, you less than others. Right. Isn't that and cool? Sad- Isn't that's that so cool. Awesome? But it went it went to it went to Sadius. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah, he so gave it to Sadius, and then Sadius would have bonded it, and then sa- that so bond would have been hates, broken. When maybe he... it hates Sadius more than Dalinar. Maybe, maybe it did. But it would also hate other people who were trying to bring it up, pick it up that um, that were surge binders, right? Right. Dalinar passed a group of Hatham's farmers who'd been trying, without success, to get some lavis polyps started. He drew more than a few looks, even a tower populated by soldiers, high princes, and radiants. Someone carrying a shard blade in the open was an unusual sight. Could it be rescued? Dalinar asks. Could we save the Spren who made this blade? I know of no way, the Stormfather said. It is dead, as is the man who broke his oath to kill it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty, uh, as is the man who broke his oath to kill it. Yeah, so the the original surge binder who had attained the third ideal and created his made his spread into a blade that night radiant the, uh, mm-hmm. d- is also dead right right so i know of no way the stormfather this old ancient being knows of no way to bring them back There's always a way. He no, This is the thing. He's not saying there is no way. He just says, right. I know of no way. So right. maybe there's Back a way. Back to the lost... Yeah, maybe there's a way. Back to the lost radiance and the recreants, that fateful day when the knights had broken their oaths and abandoned their shards and walked away. Dalinar had witnessed that in a vision, though he still had no idea what had caused it. Why? What had made them so do something so drastic? He eventually arrived at the Sadius section of the tower, and though guards in forest green and white controlled access, they couldn't deny a high prince, particularly not Dalinar. Runners dashed before him to carry word. Dalinar followed them, using their path to judge if he was going in the right direction. He was. She was apparently in her rooms. He stopped at the nice wooden door and gave Ela the courtesy of knocking. Mm Mm-hmm courtesy because he sh- doesn't really have to he doesn't have to he could just, he's the high king of this place he doesn't have to mm-hmm. but right. it is nice protocol it's nice that he does it one of the runners he had chased here opened the door still panting brightness sat <laughs> still panting trying mm-hmm. to keep up with him yeah yeah <laughs> brightness sadius sat in a throne set in the center of the room amaram stood at her shoulder dalinar Ela said, nodding her head to him like a queen greeting a subject. Dalinar heaved the shard blade off his shoulder and set it carefully on the floor, not as dramatic as spearing it through the stones, but now that he could hear the weapon's screams, he felt like treating it with reverence. That's nice. And he turned. I know. And he turned to go. Mm-hmm. Like he was just here and then leaving. Yeah. That's my highlight. Yeah. Is how he just gave this up. Right. Again. Again. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, I hadn't thought about just what a gesture all of this is with regards to Dalinar doing this. Mm-hmm. It is you rightfully know? belongs to the Sadius family, right? Right. He turned to go. Bright Lord, ELA said, standing up, what is this in exchange for? No exchange, Dalinar says, turning back. That is rightfully yours. My guards found it today. The killer threw it out a window. She narrowed her eyes at him. 
I didn't kill him, Ely. I realize that. You don't have the bite left in you to do something like that. Hmm. A little oh. bit of a dig there, eh? little dig. You don't mm -hmm. have the bite. Again, that's an enticement. Mm -hmm. That's an enticement. Go ahead and bite. Yeah. Ely wants the Blackthorn back. Well, she, I think what she wants well, is she wants a confrontation so that she can goad him into... Maybe. Making a mistake, you know? She's really smart. Maybe the Blackthorn Unleashed would be the, his undoing. Right. Right. That'd be the way that Dalinar would be defeated. Right, let him defeat himself, right? That's definitely a saddiest thing to do. Yikes. I hope that's not true. Um, he ignored the jibe, looking to Amaram. The tall, distinguished man met his gaze. I will see you in judgment someday, Amaram, Dalinar says, once this is done. As I said, you could. I wish that I could trust your sword, your word. I stand by what I was forced to do, Bright Lord, Amaram said, stepping forward. The arrival of the Voidbringers only proves I was in the right. We need practiced shardbearers. The stories of dark eyes gaining blades are charming, but do you really think we have time for nursery tales now instead of practical reality? Interesting. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. he doesn't find dark eyes winning blades charming at all. Like he he doesn't. Well, I mean, it's it's like it's like you know uh, you know idle entertainment, right? You know, it's it's just. Yeah. This isn't serious. Like, right, exactly. You know, a dark eyes who can wield a blade. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Like, right. But let's let's put the bedtime stories to rest here and deal with the real world. Yeah, he sees he sees these stories as like amateur theater. Mm. It's nice, but is it real? Yeah, is it real? It's not, it doesn't represent reality. <laughs> you murdered defenseless men, Dalinar says through gritted teeth. Men who had saved your life. Amaram stooped, lifting Oathbringer. And what of the hundreds, even thousands, your wars killed? And they locked gazes. This is about the beginning, the thing that we talked about before, about like how sad, uh, about I mean, Amaram starting to make a little bit of sense here. Oh, he makes, uh, the both of them are making a lot of sense. Yeah. You know, yep. they're presenting reasonable arguments. <laughs> you're both pieces of shit, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> Um, I respect you greatly, Bright Lord, Amram says. Your life has been one of grand accomplishment, and you have spent it seeking the good of Alethkar, but you, and take this with the respect I intend, are a hypocrite. You stand where you do because of a brutal de determination to do what had to be done. It is because of that trail of corpses that you have the luxury to uphold some lofty nebulous code. Well, it might make you feel better about your past. But morality is not a thing you can simply doff to put on the helm of battle, then put back on when you're done with the slaughter. Which is where the, Yikes. Uh, the intro Again, right? He, yeah. But he also comes out on top. Yeah. Like he's, these are salient points. Mm -hmm. They are. Like, they are not easily dismissed. I, I, I do have something that can dismiss Amram's stance here. And... I'll say this. What? His point against Dalinar makes a lot of sense. Dalinar is the a Dalinar warmonger, is a bloodthirsty, and forces with an iron grip this country to get together and become a nation, right? These, mm -hmm. these separate like little princedoms. Mm -hmm. And then now he looks upon someone else who 
felt like they were doing it for the greater good, like, you know, with an upturned nose kind of thing. The difference between the two of them is one, Dalinar was young and doing it at the behest of his br- older, convincing, charming br- older brother, right? Sure. Um, and and he, they did think that they were, you know, like they were doing it for conquest. Yes. the The thing that I have an issue with Amram for is this: if they were already in the desolation, mm-hmm. it he might have more of a point. You know, a weapon like that has to be in the hands of someone trained who can make the most use of it. That's his, that's his deal. That's what he's saying. That's essentially That is saying. overlooking the fact that he and Gavilar were in this thing called the Sons of Honor and were actively right. trying to bring about the desolations. Right. So they were trying to make the apocalypse happen and then say, listen, the apocalypse is about to happen. I need that shard blade. Well, you can't have it both ways. It's not for the greater good. The greater good would be to not bring the desolation upon us, right? Right. It would be to not do that. You are literally doing the exact opposite, which is putting millions of people in harm's way by bringing the desolation about and then saying, well, I actually need the shard blade because I would actually save more people's lives. Right, right, right. So. Yeah, I suppose when you you broaden it out. Yeah. You look at the bigger picture. It it just seems that when when you zoom in on this little conversation, like these back and forths mm-hmm. are are fairly evenly matched. But you're right when you pan out a little more, right? Involving the sons of honor, you can't you can't bring about war right. consciously, and, and then and then and then and then take the high road, it. yeah, yeah, and then take the high road, yeah. Right. That that is uh, and Dalinar well, just, doesn't know this information, right? We we know it because we're the reader. Dalinar doesn't know right. that his brother and Gavilar were. They, exactly. He knows that they were friends, but they don't know that they were in this like secret organization or or started a secret organization. We don't not really sure, and tried right. to bring about the beginning of the desolations. So that puts a little bit different of a flavor on this whole thing. I think. Hmm. Um, he nodded his head in esteem as if he hadn't just rammed a sword through Dalinar's gut. Mm-hmm. Dalinar spun and left Amram holding Oathbringer. Dalinar's stride down the corridors was so quick that his entourage had to scramble to keep up. He finally found his rooms. Leave me, he said to his guards and bridgemen. They hesitated, stormed them. He turned, ready to lash out, but calmed himself. I don't intend to stray in the tower alone. I will obey my own laws. Go. They reluctantly retreated, leaving the door unguarded. He passed into his outer common room where he'd ordered most of the furniture to be placed. Navani's heating fabrile glowed in a corner. Oh yeah, the heating fabrile. Remember that when she was developing that technology? Yeah, exactly. Near, Near a small rug and several chairs, they finally had stormlight to power it. Drawn by the warmth, Dalinar walked up to the fabrile. He was surprised to find Teravangian sitting in one of the chairs, staring into the depths of the shining ruby that radiated heat into the room. Well, Dalinar had invited the king to use his common room when he wished. Dalinar wanted nothing to nothing but to be alone, and he toyed with leaving. He wasn't sure that Teravangian had noticed him, but that warmth was so welcoming. There were few fires in the tower, and even with the walls to block wind, you always felt chilled. I um let me ask you a question here. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's just happenstance that Teravangian's there after Dalinar's gotten refused by Azir and Thalina 
in the same day? Or do you think he's no. like, I'm just going to sit around and wait for him by this right. fake fire and wait for him to come home. At- and then we're, we're going to get to have a heart to heart. And then I'm going to be able to bring him even closer to me. Uh, I think exactly that. Yeah, I think so too. That is not <laughs> an accident exactly that Taravangian's here. Not at all. No, no. <laughs> Taravangian came to this room the moment that that meeting had ended. <laughs> he's been here was waiting go- for He's been hour. here for hours. <laughs> like he knows this area very intimately. We like, don't really want to go He was like not even it. sitting quietly whenever Dalinar walked in, but he heard Dalinar, shit, and he had to go sit back down on the chair because <laughs> he got tired of waiting. <laughs> Absolutely. No, this, this is Taravangian, you know, this is, this is cunning. And you know what's the great about this is that even if Taravangian was weary and wanted mm. to sit by the fire, and just mm-hmm. relax. We can't trust that. Just like the 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 rulers in no. Roshar can't trust that Dalinar is being sincere, because we yeah. know that Dalinar uh, that Terravangian has a reputation. We know what he's capable of and what he's done in the past. Right. So we yep. can't trust that he's being sincere. Um. Yeah. This is yeah. Okay. He settled into the other chair and let out a deep sigh. Terravangian didn't address him. Bless the man. I really like this, bless the man, and little, just a little bit earlier, what did he say? Um, they reluctantly retreated. They No, they hesitated, stormed them. So he's cursing, I like this, he's cursing and blessing based on what people do and w- what the people are doing yeah. is actually admirable. Right. So, so the bridgemen aren't going to leave because they're sworn to protect him. Right, storm them. That's why they're, storm them, like, right. like why won't they just leave? But bless but They won't leave down there because they're... What's that? But bless Taravangian, because he's because he's sneakily sitting here waiting to get close to me. <laughs> yeah, but he's he's blessing him because he's leaving him alone. Right, that's true too. But I, right? I'm saying it's inverted, he's, like you know. Yeah, it's 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 just neat. Yeah, how like the, the people are doing exactly what they should be doing when he curses them. Right, and then Taravangian might be doing something that's sneaky. not so good, but he but he blesses, blesses him. him. Yeah. yeah, sure. Together they sat. By that note, that not fire staring into the depths of the gem, right? The not fire. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, it's awesome. The gemstone. Storms, how he had failed today. There would be no coalition. He couldn't even keep the Alethi High Princes in line. Yeah, that's right, Dalinar. Mm-hmm. Like, this has been going on for quite some time. Yep. So it's, yeah, it's... uh it's interesting, this journey of this Dalinar character. Not quite like sitting by a hearth, is it? Teravangian finally says. No, Dalinar agrees. I miss the popping of the logs, the dancing of the flame spren. Mm-hmm. It does have its own charm, though. Subtle. You can see the stormlight moving inside. That would be really cool. Our own little storm, Dalinar says. Captured, contained, and channeled. Now that sounds like the ambitions of the Sons of Honor. Yeah. Our own little storm, mm-hmm. captured, contained, and channeled. Right. Yeah, makes sense. That's could be their. It could be on their their crest. Yeah. It's not even a, a bad alternate title for this chapter. Mm-hmm. Captured, contained, and channeled. Tervangian smiled, eyes lit by the ruby stormlight. Dalinar Colin, do you mind me asking you something? How do you know what is right? A lofty question, Your Majesty. Please. Just Taravangian. 
Dalinar nodded. Interesting uh, as well that that Dalinar, similar to Leighton, mm-hmm. is on the same wavelength here. He's on a first name basis yeah. now with the Teravangian. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, let's, like let's cut the formality. Let's just yeah. Again, right? It's about the journeys of all these characters. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, you have denied the Almighty, Teravangian says. I. No, no, I'm not done decrying you as a heretic. I'm not decrying you as a heretic. I'm not done. I do not care. <laughs> yeah. I do not care, Dalinar. I've questioned the existence of deity myself. I feel there must be a god, Dalinar said softly. My mind and soul rebel at the alternative. It is not our duty as kings to ask questions that make the minds and souls of other men cringe. Perhaps, Dalinar said. He studied Terbangian. The king seemed so contemplative. Yes, there still is some of the old Terbangian in there, Dalinar thought. We have misjudged him. He might be slow, but that doesn't mean he doesn't think. I have I, felt warmth, I love, Dalinar's... I'm sorry, but I like love that? that line where he says, we, we have, we've misjudged him. Because mm-hmm. you are literally currently misjudging him now, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, you, you don't have all the subtext. information. Yeah, exactly. It's the subtext I was yeah. talking about before that like, yeah. that sentence is saying way more than what it's saying. And I love that. Right. Then how do you know what is right? What guides you? Dalinar leaned forward and he thought he could see something larger within the ruby's light. Something that moved like a fish in a bowl. Mm-hmm. Warmth continued to bathe him. Light. On my 60th day, Dalinar whispered, I passed a town whose name shall remain unspoken, though still in lands that named me king. I was far enough from my home to go unrecognized, not even those men who handled my face daily in the form of my in the form of my seal imprinted upon their letters of authority would have known this humble traveler as their king. Mm-hmm. Tervangian looked to him confused. It's a quote from a book, Dalinar said. A king long ago took a journey. His destination was the very was this very city, Urthiru. Ah, Teravangian said, the way of kings, is it? Adratagia had mentioned that book. Yes, Dalinar said. In this town I found men bedeviled. There had been a murder. A hogman, tasked in protecting the landlord's beasts, had been assaulted. He lived long enough only to whisper that three of the other hogmen had gathered together and done the crime. I arrived as questions were being raised and men interrogated. You see, there were four other hogmen in the landlord's employ. Three of them had been responsible for the assault and likely would have escaped suspicion had they finished their grim job. Each of the four loudly proclaimed that he was the one who had not been part of the cabal. No amount of interrogation determined the truth. Dalinar felt silent. Don't you love that he's now the storyteller too? Dude, I remember, love it. Remember it, how we, we had, we had wit and yeah. then we've had, and we've had, um, Shalon. Um, Shalon. Yeah. the girl who looked up and now. The girl who looked up. Now he's, and we, we've talked about this before, but we, uh, you know, in the first book, we used to love when Dalinar would quote the way of Kings in the way of Kings, but yeah. that importance of that book on this character still permeates in three books into it. Like he's still quoting yeah. that book. It's so awesome. Yeah. 
I like that um, we get a subtle little hint here, too, that Adratagia mentioned The Way of King's book. He's read it. Fuck off. He knows it by heart, too. Taravangian probably read this book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's just pretending not to have read it. You don't know, not oh, yeah, to have read it. Yeah, mentioned that. Don't book. don't reveal your cards. Yeah, right. Yeah, maybe. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was hoping maybe that Adutasia might play another bit of a role, but um, okay. Where am I here? Um, hmm. Determine. Yeah. So no amount of interrogation determined the truth. Dalinar fell silent. What happened? Tervangian asked. He doesn't say at first, Dalinar replied. Throughout his book, he raises the question again and again. Three of those men were violent threats, guilty of premeditated murder, and one was innocent. So what do you do? Hang all four, Tervangian whispered. Wow. Mm-hmm. Decisive, immediate, mm-hmm. no doubt. Hang all four. Yep. Dalinar was surprised to hear such bloodthirst from the other man, and turned. Tervangian looked sorrowful, not bloodthirsty at all. Oh, sorrowful at it. Yeah. So he that it's he doesn't logical really to hang all four. Yeah, he probably doesn't say like hang all four. He probably says it more like hang all four, meaning like regretfully he he would hang mm-hmm. all four of them. The landlord's job, Tervangian said, is to prevent further murders. I doubt that what the book records actually happened. It is too neat, too simple a parable. Our lives are far messier. But assuming the story did occur as claimed, and there was absolutely no way of determining who was guilty, you have to hang all four, don't you? Well, what of the innocent man? One innocent dead, but three murderers stopped? Is it not the best good that can be done, and the best way to protect your people? Taravangian rubbed his forehead. Stormfather, I sound like a madman, don't I? But it is not a particular madness to be charged with such decisions. It's difficult to address such questions without revealing our own hypocrisy. Right. Yeah. Hypocrite, Amram accused Dalinar in his mind. He and Gavilar hadn't used pretty justifications when they'd gone to war. They'd done as men did. They'd conquered. Only later had Gavilar started to seek validation for their actions. What do you think about Hang All Four? Well, this is it's a metaphor for what Taravangian's already doing. Right. Hang All it Four, is. right? Save right. hundreds from these murders, right. murders, or save mm-hmm. more people from these murderers, mm-hmm. is bloodlet hundreds and get, hopefully, some prophecies that will help us save millions. Right. right. He's, he's done really bad things in order to hopefully save the world. Mm-hmm. We already know this character because of these mm-hmm. interludes we've had. And this is mm-hmm. truthfully, you know, other than the, the beginning of Way of Kings when he was in a couple of scenes with Yasna and Shalon, these are the mm-hmm. first scenes that we get with him where it's not just a, um, uh, a dedicated interlude with his POV. We're getting to see him through another character's eyes, kind of more in depth here. And mm-hmm. um, he is who he is. He's showing us. He's already shown us who he is. So we know. You know, we already probably could have guessed what his answer was to this parable before he even gave yeah. it. What do you think? Yeah, I, uh, well, I, I, I reject Teravangian's conclusion. Right. Even though it may have logic. 
it's it's the same kind of scenario as that you know, the example where you've got the the streetcar analogy where mm-hmm. you've, it's heading heading down a hill and it can either kill one person or many and you mm-hmm. have to decide which direction it's going to go right something like that do you save um you know do you save 10 people or like what you and for me it's it or maybe it's not exactly like that but it's similar to that and i just roundly reject um the game right yeah that's what I, that's what i reject i reject having put men or persons in positions where they have to make those decisions that's what i roundly reject right um why not let them all go dalinar says if you can't prove who is guilty if you can't be sure i think you should let them go yes one innocent in four is too many for you that makes sense too <laughs> interesting that teravangian here is figuring out dalinar right you know where he's at mm-hmm. like, like we've figured out he's, he's getting well he's he's getting all of dalinar's cards yeah but he doesn't have to give up any right no any innocent is too many you say that teravangian said many people do but our laws will claim innocent men for all judges are flawed as is our knowledge eventually you will execute someone who does not deserve it this is the burden society must carry in exchange for order i hate that dalinar said softly yes i do too but it's not a matter of morality is it it's a matter of thresholds how many guilty may be punished before you'd accept one innocent casualty? A thousand? Ten thousand? A hundred? When you consider all calculations are meaningless except one, has more good been done than evil? If so, then the law has done its job, and so I must hang all four men. Mm-hmm. He paused, and I would weep every night for having done it. <laughs> so I will admit this with right. regards to Teravangian's response here is that's the right way to feel about it if you were to make that decision right you would make that decision and we then about carry it. it with you as a bridge right. for the rest of your life right. knowing that it was wrong so that's right do so this is the thing is that do we have an intelligent teravangian right now pretending to be not so intelligent and he has this cutthroat ability to him as an intelligence man or is he a mm. little bit dumber right now but he has compassion because the compassionate Teravangian would be the one to cry every night over his actions right but sure but not but not the intelligent one because we know the intelligent one is kind of more um he he's a little uncaring right he doesn't care about that he's just only there for the scholarship stuff yeah i mean what i'm what i feel i'm experiencing here is intelligence and compassion right so maybe there, a little there bit there is an there is an intelligence and logic behind um killing all four right i certainly i certainly understand it i get it i just reject it right because i i um i just i yeah i don't i don't like anyone having to be put in that decision to make that that call because that call will give those responsible, uh, they'll have the weeping forever. Right. Damnation, again. Dalinar reassessed his impression of Teravangian. 
The king was soft-spoken but not slow. He was simply a man who liked to consider a great long time before committing. Noadon eventually wrote, Dalinar says, that the landlord took a modest approach. He imprisoned all four. Though the punishment should have been death, he mixed together the guilt and the guilty and the innocent, and determined that the average guilt of the four should deserve only prison. Mm-hmm. He was unwilling to commit, Derevangian said. He wasn't seeking justice, but to assuage his own conscience. Um, well, that's a fairly not seeking justice. Yeah, but who gets to be the arbiter? Right. Who gets to decide? Who gets to be that, that, that judge? I guess the, I guess, I guess he The landowner does, right? Sure. Yeah. Well, and Teravangian's doing that right now. Right. Exactly. Well, not quite in the same way, but. Yeah, assuaging your own conscience. Yeah, but without your conscience, without your compass, without your set of values and principles, you know, like, what what do you do? You just, you base it on cold logic. Four people must, three innocents die. Sorry, one innocent dies, three murderers killed. Mm. I mean, there, that that's a very cold calculation. Right. But as I've said, I'm not very good at math. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> what he did was nevertheless another option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another option, right. Another option would have been to investigate even more thoroughly, right? Well, yeah, I mean, and also, you know, so you've got a murderer. Okay, well, so who gets to be the, the judge of life and death? Right. Teravangian seems to be very willing to do it. How about rehabilitation? Right. How about um, compassion? How about understanding, love, opportunity? You know, mm-hmm. how about how about learning? You ha- you have three murderers on your hands. Great opportunity to learn, isn't it? It really is. Hmm. Yeah. Or how about or how about this? You got three murders on your hand. How about listening? Does your king ever say? What he could have done, Tervangian asked, the one who wrote the book. He said the only course was to let the Almighty guide and let each instance be judged differently depending on the circumstances. He was too unwilling to commit. I would have expected more, Tervangian says. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but his book was about the journey, Dalinar says, and his questions, I think this was one he never fully answered for himself. I wish he had. They sat by the knot fire for a time before Teravangian eventually stood and rested his hand on Dalinar's shoulder. I understand, he said softly and then left. He was a good man, the Stormfather said. And initially I thought he meant Teravangian. Yeah, and you know what? I think, I think we're supposed to think that a little bit, that he mm-hmm. was a good man. Was right, yeah. and then he's like Nohadon. He's like yes. So he's actually talking about Nohadon, but it might right. be something there for us to think about. Maybe Terravangian you know was a good man at one point. Yeah, I like that too. And also, I think that after this story and after Dalinar again reveals his cards about where he stands on this whole thing, mm-hmm. right? Terravangian puts his hand on on his shoulder gently and says, "I understand." Yeah. Meaning, I understand you. Right. I know you more now than I did before. Right. Yeah, mission accomplished. 
I've got you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, no, it's, it's sinister. Yeah, it's it creepy. Is, for the sure. The way he says, like, if you imagined how an actor would perform this, I understand. Yeah. And with a small it's, smile that Dalinar can't see, right? Because Dalinar's be, staring yeah, into the fire smile. or something. Yeah. Yes. It's creepy, bro. Yeah, dude. I love it. It's awesome. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Right. Noah Dawn, Dalinar says, yes. He's talking to the Stormfather. Mm -hmm. Feeling stiff, Dalinar rose from his seat and made his way through the rooms. He didn't stop at the bedroom, though the hour was growing late, and instead made his way onto the balcony to look out over the clouds. Teravangian's wrong, the Stormfather said. You are not a hypocrite, son of honor. Son of honor, mm -hmm. right. He, he referred to Kaladin as son of honor as well. Mm -hmm. Child mm -hmm. of Tanavast, son of honor. Son of honor, right. Right. I am, Dalinar says softly, but sometimes a hypocrite is nothing more than a person who is in the process of changing. That's awesome. That is amazing. Yeah. Dude, that might have to, yeah, beat my other highlights. That might be the there highlight. Are mold, there, there are serious highlights here. Yeah. That's that, a really good one. What a good line. What a great, it's great. The Stormfather rumbled. He didn't like the, the idea of change. Do I go to war with the other kingdoms, Dalinar thought, and maybe save the world? Or do I sit here and pretend that I can do all of this on my own? Do you have any more visions of Noadon? Dalinar asked the Stormfather, hopeful. I have shown you all that was created for you to see. Oh, mm -hmm. created for you to see. Well, not, not necessarily for Dalinar, but for someone well, to see. Because right. we know that Gavilar had these visions first. Right. Right. And I can show no more, he says. Mm -hmm. Then I should like to rewatch the vision where I met Noadon. Though let me go fetch Navani before you begin. I, I want her to record what I say. Would you rather that I show the vision to her as well? Oh. Yeah. That changes things. It changes everything, bro. <laughs> he asked. She could record it herself that way. Wait, Dalinar froze. What, you can show the visions to others? I was given this leave to choose those who would best be served by the visions. He paused, then grudgingly continued, to choose a bondsmith. No, he did not like the idea of being bonded, but it was part of what he'd been commanded to do. Mm hmm. Hmm. What do you make of that? Um, he, he yeah, he didn't like he being He did not bonded, like the idea of being knew, bonded. But he, he follows orders. Right? He was commanded by the Almighty to do this, and he'll do it. He'll mm -hmm. see it through. Dalinar barely considered that thought. The Stormfather could show the visions to others. Anyone, Dalinar says, can you show them to anyone? During a storm, I can approach anyone I choose, Stormfather said, but you do not have to be in a storm, so you can join a vision in which I have placed someone else even if you are distant. Because he's the bondsmith now and he's bonded to the, uh, the Stormfather so he can enter mm -hmm. the visions even when there's no storm, right? Right. But anyone else, they'll have to enter the storms like he used to when he would, they would have fits. Remember, he would have a right. fit whenever the storm approached. Storms, Dalinar bellowed a laugh. What have I done? The Stormfather asked. Oh, you just solved my problem. The problem from the way of kings? No, the greater one. I've been wishing for a way to meet with the other monarchs in person, Dalinar grinned. I think that in coming 
that in a coming high storm, Queen Fen of Thelena is going to have a quite remarkable experience. <laughs> yeah, buddy. That's awesome. Yeah. So, you know what I love a lot about this chapter is that it seems like Dalinar is losing right until the end. Right until the end, and there's like a revelation. You get a little nugget of hope there, mm -hmm. which is great. Yeah. Imagine others being able to see what he has seen. Yes. It's really cool. Yeah. The thing yeah. I love the most about the end of this chapter here is that it opens up Damn. some stuff for me. In the way mm -hmm. of kings, yeah. we had Dalinar speaking tongues while he's in the visions mm -hmm. and Navani writing down what he's saying. And she's like, oh, this is the right. dawn chant. I don't understand what it means, but maybe Dalinar could tell me a little bit about what his vision is and maybe I can match up some words to what he said. Then he right. starts to be able to, at the beginning of this book here, he starts to be able to go into the visions anytime he wants to. And so he starts knowing them by heart. Yep. Right. And then he can translate to her by heart saying, this is exactly what I said. And she's written down exactly what he mumbled while he was sleeping. So then now they can even more so match it up right together. This right. is another level. She can now go into the vision, be in and the vision, for record everything that he says, remember everything yeah. that he says, and also have someone recording on the outside everything that he says and match them up completely. So her scholarship for this has also now taken another leap forward. Now, wow. I don't know whether or not they're actually going to use that, but it's like yeah. the ability to mm -hmm. understand what's happening is growing every step. You know, it's, it's mm -hmm. really, really cool. That is really great. Mm -hmm. I really like that. I like that it's getting, um, you're adding perspective to the vision. Mm -hmm. The vision hasn't gone away. It's just become more no. useful as the yeah. stronger he gets, right? Mm -hmm. It's really, really neat. Mm. I hope Queen Fen changes her mind. Yeah. What, uh, what's your highlight for this chapter? Oh, well, we listed a million of them. I think, I think it has to be sometimes a hypocrite is nothing more than a person who uh, is in the process of changing. That right. is fucking cool, man. That is really good. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. It's really awesome. Yeah. It's really deep. I really like that too. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I guess it's, uh, it's that time, it's that time of the episode. <laughs> it's a very special it's that time. It's the, uh, we, it's the more, it, you know, time, you know, the NBC, the more, you know. Or like the, uh, uh, learning is half the battle. It's the info dump and, time. And knowing is half the battle. Knowing info is half the battle. <laughs> info dump. We're going to have to reach out to like Fabricland and get them to be an <laughs> actual sponsor lingo. because we're, we're stealing their theme songs. We might as well give them free advertisement. Um, so yeah, um, thank again for, thank you again to Buzzkill Joe for doing all the research on the info dump mm. today. Um, what do we have here? Playing pretend chapter 27, uh, spark mm. is the name of Malata's radiant spren. It says right. Dustbringer, her spren, uh, this is pattern saying this, her spren, mm, they like to break what is around them. They want to know what is inside. inside That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah. Uh, uh, Triax is a small kingdom in central Roshar. It is southwest of Yakaved. It is across the Tarat Sea from Carbranth. So um, it's another one of these places, a kingdom that has com gone completely dark. No span reads are, are, are getting through there. So weird things going on around Roshar. Um, Shab is one of Shalon's guards. We have this, um, 
strange shadow spren pattern says i feel i should know this thing is from long ago right yeah long ago like going back to the recreants um yeah i think that's what he means that it's it's very Mm -hmm. old um then Mm -hmm. then we we have the um we have the mention of the creepy horse drawing which we actually saw earlier in the book uh the heads of horses with uh, with flesh ripping off their eyes wide um really creepy it was creepy when we actually looked at it and it's creepy to hear about uh, it being in the book um Mm -hmm. the irali have taken a chance to strike westward as they've always wanted to we talked a little bit about this they it's pretty much using this now as a time to be able to grab barbatharnum and rira these like countries that are kind of not vassals to them but are closely connected to them politically and they just decided to scoop them up it's uh like the annexation of georgia or something like just oh (laughs) you belong to us now um the uh and then there's the cool fucking lift fabriel bro the one that uh puts the gemstone in and it's like a oh it's a a machine it just needs Mm -hmm. a little storm light to work so that's really really cool um, in chapter 28, another option, we have the Stormfather admitting that he can give visions to other people in, other, in, during yeah. high storms, which is huge. Yeah. Um, we get these uh, mentions of these air vents in Urithiru, uh, which is really cool. Navani says air is circulating through those. The method the method baffles us, but perhaps some Fabrials have, we have yet to discover, which is really, really mm. awesome. And then Dalinar mentions that there are areas where it looks like there could be farming done. Hatham's farmers have been trying to grow some lavis polyps. So it looks like if this place could be um, turned on or figured out or whatever, it looks like it could be really self-sustainable with, you know, all these lifts and air uh, air vents and uh, uh, gardens and stuff. It just seems like it could be literally a nation unto itself, which is really, really cool. Um, yeah, so that's the end of the info dump. Thanks you again to Buzzkill Joe for all the work and research. We really appreciate you, bud. Um, yeah, so I guess it's that time of the episode where I am going to have to read a shit ton of names. Um, I think we only do this every two or three. I think it's like every three or four, actually, uh, episodes. Sometimes when we're recording, Jack and I, uh, you know, been in the, the booth, as it were, for two and a half hours. <laughs> and it's just, it just takes way long and we just want to get out. This We're closing in on a two and a half hour episode right now. So I figured it might be a good episode to do it. Let's start um, at the beginning of our 140, uh, 139 patron list here. Thank you, everyone, for being part of the team. Um, (laughs) If you want to be part of the team, you can go to heroes, uh, uh, patreon.com slash heroes of. You can get the Discord link. You can get uh, a bunch of different tiers. Um, Craftmaster Mike will send you a nice care package, depending on the tier that you select. Um, So, yeah, if you really want to be part of the community and get in on the conversations on Discord, go to patreon.com slash heroes of. Um, we will start with our newest, uh, um, patron Shannon Stouffer. We got Greg Bain, yes, Bain. um, Matthew Clippert, <laughs> uh, Samuel Giddens, Vanessa and Juan, a dusty regalia, Iono, scrub Kai, Jerry Williams, Jacob Chevery, unmentioned dog gone mad, Daniel Bergman, Cameron White, Craig, Chloe Davies, Harry Merrill, Nate Irish, Caleb Lay, Sister of the Rain 9, Holden Norfleet, Joel Cairn, Joel Cairns, I think. I, I think I say Carnes, but I think it's Joel Cairns. Sorry, everybody. Um, <laughs> Alex 
uh, One Rose, Aberthnall, Barbara Trigolette, Cat Tux, Hendrick Limbach, Elifelet, 77, also known as Matthew Goddard, Will Streckfus, Robin Todd, Jamie Piga, Kaushtavarjni, Thrall, um, Ian Henry, Zane Jeffries, Asta, Waterman, 85, Daniel Altridge, J.S., Joe S., I wonder if they're related, Jacqueline De La Roca, John Kurth, Kunal Chaudhry, Automatic Bear, Ryan Shea, Amigo Cat, Scorpio, 245, Sandra G., Stephen Coolia, Shanidi, James Wallace, Michael Colling, Grant Hoffmeister, Yezrian, Chloe Lewis, Kyle Wilson, Tony Hernandez, Jesus Rocho, Sarah Marshall, Ikeos, Ikeos, Iklos, fuck man, I think they're doing this on purpose. Milan Radinovich, <laughs> Genevieve Blanc, Zachary Lindo, Brian Taylor, Dana Gustafson, Jesse Fay, Canoli, Jaden Guerra, Ryan Phillips, Sarah Slagle, C. Carr, Tom Gonzalez, Mark Pinto, Maria Verum, Lawrence Bradley, Cody Logan, Jonathan Winnington, Tommy Turpin, Itzizer, Julia Pebble, Justin Elliott, Laura, Chris Wally, Omni Orcus, Alec Guerin, James Johnson, Andrew Woods, James M, Valk of Marin, Chelsea Walker, James Pryor, Chad Kirkman, Megan Lloyd, Richard Featherson, Ilya Serden, Daniel Lee, Denver Rose, David Clamage, Andrew S. Whew. The best college football podcast, <laughs> Jason Stock, Ashlyn Lee, Anna P., Pat Bevins, Thomas Kovar, Matthew Eaton, Cosette, James Reed, Steph Baum, Alex Trant, Joey Willman, Ratman, P. Flume, Brandon Comer, Jasper, Silver Lumos, Joshua, Nisala, Ryan, Josh, Alexander, Janzi, Wick, Joseph Mingoya, Daniel Wyden, Werewolf Will, John M., Jake DeFeo, Robert Goble, My Mom Sue, Ari Zoo, Bruce Rogers, Joel Hayes, Don Chalice, Mr. Murasami, Christian Pappy, no, 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 Jack's wife, Linda, and our best friend, Mike. Um, so thank you everyone for, um, really, you know, supporting the show. We really appreciate it. Um, it's just so amazing. Like you can't even believe how amazing this it makes us feel to, to know that you guys like the show enough to, to actually go out there. And you know, the, the, it's, it's great to have the support to be able to pay for all the expenses, but the fact that like, you know, people just go out and actually do the thing, like actually come out and support. And like, you know, the, um, the people on discord, just getting involved in the conversations too. It just makes us feel so great. It's so amazing. So thank you very much everybody for that. If you have any, uh, things that you want to say to, uh, myself and, or I will filter it through to Jack, if it's appropriate, um, <laughs> you can reach us at heroes of a at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at Heroes of One. Uh, you can uh, reach us on the Storm Pod on Instagram, or don't be afraid to um, join up on the subreddit, the Storm Pod, or the Facebook page. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, we are going to record one chapter, chapter next uh, episode, chapter bro. Chapter 29. Just one, yeah. Mm. Um, so, yeah, chapter 29. No backing <clears> down. <throat> no backing down. Yeah, so that's okay. going to be, uh, and, and there might, here's a little teaser for yeah. the, uh, the people out there. There might, be a, there might be a little surprise. A surprise in there, the next chapter? No, in the next episode. Oh. oh so tune in. Oh. Yeah. Um, so anyways, yeah. So uh, thanks everyone for listening. We, uh, we really appreciate it. We love you very much. Until next time. Take care, everybody. The Storm Pod is brought to you by Heroes of. Music and theme song by Jack Forrest Productions. Additional music by Jason Moray. 
produced by our wonderful Patreon team and the heroes of Akathra. 